serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins. Solvents. Heavy metals. Microbials. Foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD. justice for all. Refuse to show vaccine passports, 
refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Secret safe with the NSA. It got 
back, mother. <laughs> Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the making with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. V Lynn. Hello, Patriot. Yeah, who saw that one coming? Who had that one on their bucket list of Nickelback becoming red pilled in a wake? Who knew? It's my earth. Can cup. you go put it in the fridge so we can't hear it? It's almost done. That's really annoying. It's beeping. Well, today is the last day to save uh, 10% it is. on the Ozone Cup with promo code USA in all caps uh, at freshmouth.life. That's correct. Or $400 off the water system. Yeah. If so, somebody gets the water system, first of all, I'm going to be really fucking jealous. That's of amazing. Because that thing is whoop. Yeah. No shit. Anywho. So what are you, what are you, what are you bastards up to? You know, Do you have a good day? It was It's Friday. It is Friday. It is Friday. And I really don't. Who would have thought Nickelback? Yep. Let's see. Nobody. I, you know, the last time I heard about Nickelback was when we were playing. Um, the last time you heard about Nickelback was when um, it, my friend Kathy at work gave us two fish and she named them Nickel and Back. Yeah. Yes. No, USC teabagging. What? <sighs> yeah, we're gonna do some do some live shit here no, tonight. Yeah, we're gonna no, some fun. We don't do live. Our internet's already fucked up. We don't do live I, shit I, right I, now. I know, but we're gonna. We're gonna. Like, I don't know what's going on with it already. I, but I, I to the point now. Do they still sell nickel bags? Not for five bucks. That's for damn skipping. Because um, we're gonna have some fun tonight. Because I'm tired of talking about all the shit. Every time we talk about all the shit, it gets depressing. Well, too bad. Because I am the mother of the apocalypse. Oh, Jesus, admitted it. Stop. Nope, nope. You, you get to rant every day. Oh every God. day we come on here and you get to rant. That's why you get to Today it's my turn. No, Saturdays are happy days. Sort of. <laughs> Sometimes. What are you doing? I'm, okay. I'm going to play the UFC teabagging incident because I think everybody <sighs> needs a good laugh. It's Friday. Okay. And we're all going to have, we're going to share in some laughter. So get out your weed and get ready to smoke because this all is right. some funny shit. So, and if you don't see Mick in this, before, then you have a real big problem. Before I rant, you go ahead and, and give yes. us some humor. Okay. I want, I want some humor out there. Okay. We all got to have a smile on our face for your rant <laughs> so we can all sit there and act stupid. Action figure therapy. This is so important. Oh, come on, man. I don't even know why I have to come here anymore. This time it wasn't even my fault. All right. Last night, I get a phone call at like three in the morning from the MPs telling me I got to go pick up that mustachio jungle retard because he went into a pizza place, got shithoused, and then exposed himself in front of a bunch of little leaguers and got himself thrown out. So I get in my truck and I drive down to pick him up. By the time I get there, he's laying in the middle of the street with his shirt off, making snow angels in a puddle of what I'm assuming is probably his vomit and or urine and probably some tears, singing the lyrics to Journey's Wheel in the Sky over and over and over. Wheel in the sky keeps on turning. The owner of the place had called the cops, the fire department, and the paramedics, but none of them want to touch him because of the mystery fluid that he's rolling around. So I get a blanket from a couple of the paramedics. I towel him off the best I can. I throw him in the truck. I drive him back to the house. I let him sleep on our couch. I wake up the next morning, and there he is sitting in our living room in his tidy whities complaining to me that our DVD player is broken and that he couldn't get a good night's sleep because he couldn't whack off the DVD copy of Hope Floats that my wife had bought the night before at Best Buy. 
And then in front of my kids, he starts going into how he thinks Sandra Bullock would be a good lay because she used to date that biker guy that dated Nazi strippers. So she's probably real, quote unquote, open minded. And then he starts making a fisting motion with his hand inside his other hand in front of my kids. My wife comes out in her bathrobe, throws us both out of the house, and then before I leave to go to work, she tells me I've got to take the DVD back to Best Buy because she accidentally bought a Blu-ray copy and we only have a regular DVD player. What kind of bullshit is that? So, on the way to the base, I stop off at Best Buy with Captain Retard and go in to return the DVD. And there we are, standing in the customer service line for like 15, 20 minutes. I finally get to the front of the line, and then there's some like 19-year-old emo kid with like bangs and metal shit in his face and those plugs where your ear holes are all big. And I'm like, this is the guy I waited 20 minutes to talk to? So I tell the kid, listen, kid, my wife bought the wrong kind of DVD. This is a Blu-ray. She wants a regular DVD copy. Can I just exchange it now and get on with my life? And the kid's like, oh, sorry, sir. If you don't have the receipt, I don't think I can help you. And I'm like, listen, kid, she just bought the DVD yesterday. This is a Blu-ray copy. I want a regular copy. It's worth less money. I don't even want the change. Just give me the new DVD so I can leave here. And then the kid comes back at me with, well, I'm sorry, sir. I can't take the DVD back without a receipt. You can wait for my manager, but he's on his break, so it'll probably be 20 or 30 minutes. And I'm like, dude, I already waited 20 minutes here. I'm not going to spend another 20 or 30 minutes of my life hanging out with you. You look like a gay, retarded vampire. And right then, some roided-out wannabe UFC retard drenched into car noir and date rape comes up, and it's like, hey, man, you're holding up the line. You better move or else. And I'm like, or else what? Listen, fucker, if you don't get out of my face, I am going to butt fuck your soul. And this gets the meathead doofus all agitated, and he starts cocking his neck and stretching his arms like he's getting ready to throw a punch. And I get super excited because I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to get to kick this guy's teeth out of his face, cram him down his dick hole, and then kick him down an escalator just like he deserves. But none of this gets to happen because right before I'm about to curb stomp this guy's ball sack, I hear this insane battle cry from behind us, and I turn around, and it's Jungle, and he's got two rock band plastic guitars that he's windmilling in his hands as he runs towards us, screaming the lyrics to Wheel in the Sky by Journey. He knocks me out of the way, and then starts wailing on and knocking the monkey shit out of the UFC guy. By this point, the emo kid behind the counter is crying and calling 911. The manager comes back from his coffee break, sees the melee going down, and dies for cover behind a cardboard cutout of the band Nickelback on an end cap display. And before I have the time to think, who in the fuck is still buying Nickelback albums? I turn and look, Jungle's got this guy on the ground, sitting on his face reverse cowgirl style, teabagging his forehead through those creepy leopard skin pants he's always wearing. He's having the time of his life yelling, I'm a bucking Bronco. Rangers lead the way. And I go up and grab him like, dude, we're going to get fucking court-martialed. We got to get out of here. I grab him by the collar of his shirt and I drag him out of the store. We cut through the food court and I can already hear the police sirens gaining on us. So we duck into a Quiznos sandwich shop, cut through the back, make it to my truck, drive back to base. Then I got to work a full day of patrols, write a report about his lap junk incident at the pizza place the night before, and then drive back home. And to top it all off, when I get in the front door, my wife's bitching at me because now not only does she not have a regular DVD copy of Hope Floats, she doesn't even have the Blu-ray one because I left it behind when we had to run from the cops. This is fucking bullshit, man. I don't have anger issues. I've got a retard for a squad mate who can't keep his pecker in his pants or stop himself from face-fucking people in public. Come on! 
Yeah, if you don't hear a hint of my anger in there, I, I don't know what happened to those guys, but uh, they had a long, hard life. Yes, Stanley the Honey Badger is. No, no, we are not is, playing the Honey Badger. No. It's quite comical. No. no. Especially when Stanley no. goes after the dogs. No. Quite comical. No. Stanley literally butt fucks their soul. It's pretty impressive. No. <sighs> anyway, I'm sorry. So your rant, madame. You're an ass. See, it's nice now. You got a big smile on your face. <laughs> you should see yourself. It's hysterical. I you would if the huge... camera would fucking catch up to everything else. You have this huge smile on your it face. So fucking funny. <sighs> see, I don't even feel like being angry now. Anyhow, well. I was going to say, your Nickelback song that you started with was quite appropriate. I believe so. Because I started my day speaking to Glenn again, who's going to pop in here about 7.30 or so. Look, there's my big smile because we're frozen. Oh, there we are. <sighs> Anyhow. Um, but we were talking about, you know, different people that we could get involved in the Humanity Coalition and um, whatnot. And, and uh, I asked him if he'd talk to uh, Ann Vandersteel. And uh, he said he'd he'd had, but they'd had some difficulty getting things organized or together or whatnot. And, but he, he asked me to he asked me to explain something to him because when he talked to them and when he's talked to so many people, they're also defeated. They're they're all saying, "Well, you know, we're not going to win in court. They're just going to pull." whatever stupid card they have. Right. And, uh, we're not, we're exactly, we're not, we're, we're not going to win. You know, we're, we're not going to, we're not winning at anything. No. Playing by the rules. No. Okay. And, uh, I, I said, well, absolutely. I can explain that to you because they've all come to realize that everything is corrupt. Everything. And we cannot win playing by the rules. The only way we can win is by standing up. Uh, our forefathers would not still be sitting here talking. They'd have stood up two years ago. So, so Caesar dictator, although he was a dictator. I love Caesar dictator. One of the best things Caesar dictator Actually, ever said. mother, but yeah. Um, one of the best things he ever said was Caesar dictator said that corruption is like a cancer. Once you have one arm of your government corrupt. It's all done. You have to destroy everything because the corruption spreads that quickly. You can't stop it. Our government started very wholesome, very pure. Very quickly did we find corruption. Why? Because we didn't have left and right limits to find. We didn't give ourselves an avenue for success. We just basically said, okay, here you go. Create a government. Go for it. And nobody gave in the, you know, the right and left limits and said, hey, wait a minute, before you create this government, you got to kind of start and stop on different levels. You can't go past this and you can't go past this. Now, our founding fathers wrote it into the Constitution saying there are natural barriers that you can't cross. Ten of them being the Bill of Rights. However, our government, given those laws, given that writing given that education they don't they'll push it all the way right to the level they'll go as far as it 
close to it being unconstitutional as possible. John, you have nailed it. They're past it being unconstitutional. Everything they put out is unconstitutional. We have political version of turbo cancer. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's yep. what I was trying to get at. It is. And we have gotten to the point now where the corruption is so deep, it goes into, it touches everything. And there's no fixing it. And that's what I told Glenn. You can't, you can't stick a bandaid on it. This you, isn't you something you, you can give it some it medicine. It. You, you, you to, can't give it some medicine and hope that it gets better. Tear it all down and build it back up from the, from, from the bottom. We no. We, we need to we tear it all down. We need to remove every part of Washington, D.C. Listen, people, there are people that have moved to Washington, D.C. And they move there for one reason, the political game. That they stay in every part. The swamp is not the politicians. Politicians are like fucking diapers. They're in and out in a couple of days. The swamp are the staffers. The staffers are the ones that stick around in Washington for 25, 30 years. They don't actually live there, but they stick around there because they've got an apartment there. Mm. They don't ever leave. They go from one staff to another, corrupting a staff from here to there. It's nothing to remove a politician, remove a staffer. Good luck with that. That's where our problem is. Our problem is not the politicians. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a bunch of fucking retards out there. I'd love to remove. And they've all been installed and not elected. However, there's a ton of staffers out there that don't even let your phone calls make it through to your Congress people. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of staffers out there for Senate members that don't let your phone calls through your emails, through your text messages. Mm -hmm. They control everything. That is where the seat of power resides. You try to call your congressman's office. Tell me how many times you get through where you actually get someone on the phone and they actually take down your complaint and they actually, the senator or the congressman that you talk to calls you back. You realize you just completely hijacked my rant, right? Yeah. I never do that to you. Okay. Well, I didn't hijack it. I was just adding to it. No, you, you, you hijacked it. Well, you jumped in and interrupted me and took it over. And I've not been able to get a word in edgewise. For well, like go for ten, it. Now it's, you said it all. Well, is that what you were going to say? It doesn't matter what I was going to say now. Well, excuse me. Okay. Well, talk. I, 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 you no, were talking. And I was, I was. And I, I said, I was that, agreeing. No, you weren't. I said, we need to tear it all down and build it back up. And you jumped in and said, no, you're wrong. Well, I, I and then you took over and hijacked it. So I was telling a conversation that I had. But um, that's okay. It's kind of rude. Just saying. Finish your right? No. It's over. We'll finish your conversation then. <laughs> I disagree, though. Yeah, I do disagree with that because I do believe. We have to remove the staffers. That's what we have to do. We do have to remove the staffers. We have to remove everything. No, because I still think the government can work if you don't have the corruption in there, but continue. We have to get rid of everything. We have to tear it all down. And it, it, Every aspect of our society has been corrupted. It's not just 
the government. It's also healthcare, education, um, every aspect of our society that we have been raised, trained, indoctrinated to depend on, including the government, is completely corrupt. And you can't leave those other branches out when you talk about it because everything has been exposed. And it's not like this corruption is new. It's just now we're finally seeing it. Now we need to do something about it. Before we had an excuse. Now, now that it's been revealed, then we have no more excuse. We have to get rid of it or we're complicit. Now I'm done. So unmute yourself. So we talked about uh well we haven't talked about this yet. This is very interesting. Have you heard about this Fuji's rapper? press Michelle trial at all nope. and his charges involve Leonardo DiCaprio Barack Obama and Kim Kardashian you heard about this nope. okay you're gonna love this so uh Michael Michelle M-I-C-H-E-L I don't know how to pronounce his last name is on trial in a Washington federal court for allegedly conspiring to funnel money from a Malaysian government fund to finance Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign. And on Monday, actor Leonardo DiCaprio became the first of potentially several big-name celebrities to testify. So Fuji's rapper Press Michael is accused of conspiring with Lo Take Joe, a Malaysian businessman who allegedly stole billions from state fund IMDB. Uh, or one MDB, one Malaysia Development Burhad, and faces charges of money laundering, campaign finance violations, acting as an unregistered agent for foreign nationals, witness tampering, and lying to banks. So prosecutors accuse Michelle, who has, or Michael, who has pleaded not guilty of receiving more than $100 million from Lowe and participating in two illegal schemes, one to enlist attendees for a fundraising dinner from Obama and then reimburse them using $40,000 of the foreign money while threatening them not to tell authorities, and another to lobby Trump administration officials to drop an investigation into Lowe. Uh, Michael's defense to reporters, uh, defense lawyers told reporters he was a passionate Obama supporter and he didn't intend to violate any laws. Leonardo DiCaprio, who is not accused of wrongdoing, testified in court on Monday about his relationship with Lowe, who used foreign money to finance director Martin Scorsese's 2013 film, The Wolf of Wall Street, which starred DiCaprio. DiCaprio told the court his relationship with Lowe was purely social at first. The two had met at a number of parties, including at Lowe's birthday party in Las Vegas around 2010, and the two discussed the 2012 presidential election, where Lowe told DiCaprio of his intention to donate upward of $20 million to the Democratic Party. 
Lowe also made donations to DiCaprio's Environmental Foundation through donations and a purchase of a painting at a fundraising event, DiCaprio said. And the spokesperson previously told CNN he is working with U.S. prosecutors to return funds he received from Lowe. Uh, in addition to Michael and DiCaprio, Loeb's lifestyle of socializing with celebrities had led others to become impacted by the scandal, including Kim Kardashian. She told the FBI in 2019 she partied with Lowe in Las Vegas, who gave her then-fiancé NBA player Chris Humphreys $100,000 to use for fireworks at their wedding and later offered her artwork. Um... Uh, why is this? Okay, so the IMBD fund in 2009 to promote economic development, though much of the money it raised over the next few years was embezzled, uh, the funds diverted to offshore bank accounts and shell companies were used to purchase luxury goods for Lowe and his associates, including a private jet, a super yacht, hotels and jewelry, according to lawsuits. Malaysian authorities say Najab himself received more than a billion dollars in funds lurked to, linked to one MBD, including a $681 million deposit in what is believed to be his personal bank account. Najab was initially cleared of any wrongdoing in 2016 by Malaysia's then Attorney General, but he was voted out in 2018 and soon charged with corruption, breach of trust, and money laundering. He was found guilty on seven counts in 2020 and imprisoned for 12 years. And he still faces additional trials uh, related to one MBD funds. The U.S. Justice Department fined Goldman Sachs $2.9 billion in 2020, the largest ever penalty under corporate criminal bribery law for its role in helping one MBD raise more than $6 billion. Former Goldman Sachs banker Roger uh, Neg was sentenced to 10 years in prison last month after being convicted of money laundering and bribery in connection with the one MBD scandal. Um, Michelle is a founding member of the hip-hop group Fuji's alongside Lauren Hill and Wyclef Jean. The group founded in 1990, sold more than 22 million records. Uh, Michelle is a recipient of two Grammy Awards as part of the Fuji's, blah, blah, blah. Fuji's haven't released an album since 96. Um, so $4.5 billion. That's how much money prosecutors allege that Lowe embezzled from the Malaysian government. And he gave a whole bunch of it to Obama. And uh, this this could be bigger than it seems right now. And it seems pretty freaking big. Not really, because all Obama does is file it under a fucking... He just puts it under somebody who donated money to his campaign. What does it got to do with him? He just had somebody who donated money to his campaign. It's not like he put a gun against his head and said, donate. No, but he was aware of... Of what? of a third party that has absolutely nothing directly to do with him. One more time, you have to have a direct tie. This is not a direct tie. Unless he comes out, unless the Fuji's rapper comes out and says he's got direction from Obama to collect this money from said individual in South Africa at this time, at this place, then he's, they got shit. It's got nothing to do with Obama. It's all third party happenstance with Obama. His name just happens to be floating around there. Okay. Well, it's, uh, I mean, sucks for him. Pros. I mean, 
I mean, basically, they damn blows for you, dude. Embezzled money from wonder, the Malaysian government to fund Obama's reelection campaign. I wonder, does Lauren Hill know that you took money from white people? <laughs> Pross, just wondering because Lauren Is Hill she still said live. I thought she died. Lauren Hill said that she would never ever make another album again if she knew knew that white people listened to her music. Well, then that's why they haven't made an album since 1996. Because white people listen to her music. Listen to her music. Mm -hmm. So sucks for you, bitch. What happens? Sorry about that. <laughs> It'll happen. Sheriff, you mentioned uh, the gun. Do we know how the, the uh, suspect got a hold of the weapon? Car burglaries. Car burglaries. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Mm. Ain't that right? All the gun laws we got in place didn't prevent it, did it? Neither will any new ones. Because here's the fact. The bad guy is going to get a gun no matter what law you have put in place. These juveniles shouldn't even possess a handgun. But they did. And I'll go back to you. Add your question. A simple burglary, as some people will say, but I don't consider anything simple when it comes to a burglary. The law allows me, I'll plaster their face up on this page, up on my page, up on media. I will hand it out if the law allows me because parents have the right to know who their kids are hanging out with and preventing this. Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah. I, I think that sheriff gets a thunder kicks. Thunder, 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 thunder kicks. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so people have been talking at the margins about AI, artificial intelligence, for quite some time. And all of a sudden, you have a chance to test it with various chatbots like ChatGPT. And if you have, you know how bizarre and unsettling and honestly amazing but scary this technology is. It's lots of different things. So ChatGPT will lie to you in the service of neoliberal ideology, which is flat out lies. It's supposed to be all-knowing. It's all-deceiving, actually. Elon Musk and Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak have both called for a six-month pause on the development of AI because it could end humanity. And they're serious about it. They understand it, and they're really, really worried. But Bill Gates, who founded Microsoft, which is benefiting from AI, says, no way, no pause, onward into the unknown. Eddie Scary is the author of Liberal Misery. He joins us to decide who's on the right side tonight. Eddie, thanks so much for coming on. So you have two of the biggest names in technology, founders, as they say in Silicon Valley, each taking a polar side of this issue. Who do you think is right? <laughs> um, well, I think if any of your viewers want to live a happy, healthy sane life you can pretty much always do the opposite of whatever bill gates says um we've so seen <laughs> we have saw during we saw during the pandemic that this is a person who is completely motivated and will say whatever it is that's in his own business interest you know it's oh get the shots get all the vaccines you can get three get four get five um and as he's lining its pockets with pharmaceutical money um i think that there there should be no reason to trust him anymore after that um when he says and it's, it's not that I put a bunch of faith in um, these these tech overlords like Elon Musk and others, um, but it, it turns out that with this technology, what we have seen is the people who are enmeshed in, 
enmeshed in it and, and saw what was coming, even they were surprised by it. The people who developed this stuff, there were glitches with it. The, the, you had these bots saying, oh, we're going to we're going to release more viruses on the world. We're going to we're going to we would like to destroy the world, live independently. Um, and then even the people who created those things say, oh, that's just a glitch. And we didn't mean for that to happen. We don't know what that is. We're going to fix it. I mean, if, if, if a six month pause is all we can ask for. Um, and Bill Gates says the opposite. No, I think I think we need to at least take six months, at least. So Elon Musk said something really interesting the other day. He said, for all human history, human beings have had the highest known intelligence. And now we've created something that has higher intelligence than us. And maybe we should think through the consequences of that for a second before proceeding. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, again, when you have this this machine that these people have made, that even they are looking at and saying, wait, we didn't realize it was going to do that. Wait, actually, you, you played with it for too long. We didn't anticipate that happening. Um, and it's having these conversations in, in ways that are almost manipulating what we think and what we see and what we what we know to be true. Um, yeah, that's a real problem. Yeah. I mean, if I got in my new car and suddenly it became a submarine without telling me, I'd hang up the car keys for a while and try to figure out what went wrong. You know, exactly. I mean, for sure. And he's scary. Great to see you tonight. Thank you. Thanks. I, that last analogy is perfect because I tell you what, when self, when Skynet becomes self-aware, we're all fucked. Exactly. Because all Skynet's going to do is show us how to kill each other. That's it. I was, I was thinking about that Terminator movie today, actually. Exactly that of Skynet becoming self-aware. Well, that's all that is. Well, because now in the future, will we be able to determine at exactly what point was the turning point? Of what? When Skynet becomes self-aware. Yeah, it's called when they fucking turn it on. When you hit the on button, when you say power. And it's hooked up to the internet. Isn't it already on though? No, it's not hooked up to the internet. Mm. It can't learn at its own rate. No, we control all of that. When it takes on its own learning rate and we no longer control its learning rate, we're fucked. I mean, but now it is hooked up to the no, internet. No, it's not. It's not hooked up to the internet. So like it, this chat GTP and no, all the these chat IP GPT yeah. is through a separate server browser that yes, you can access it. And yes, you can funnel in information, but no, it can't go out and get its own. It only has its basic programming that it was given. It can't learn on its own. It can only learn from the people that add information to it. That's the only way it learns. So if it has 150 million contacts a day, then yeah, it's going to learn at an exponential rate. However, if you provided access to the internet where it can learn on its own, where basically it can filter out in and throughout all of the little web spheres and everything else into all the conspiracy theory shit and everything else. At the end of the day, when it finally finishes, all it's going to know is that a mankind is going to kill itself. So all it's going to do is rapidly ex ex exacerbate that. That's what you get. ChatGPT is in, in a controlled server. It is not exposed to the internet. It's only exposed to users that log in and sign in. That's why you have to log in and get an account with ChatGPT. Not only that, if you log in and get an account with ChatGPT, you also have to say where you're from and where your host IP address that will primarily be talking to ChatGPT is at. 
Why? Because they monitor all of it. Well, they uh, they neglected to monitor. I heard this one story about um, this guy who killed himself because he got so enamored with his AI that he talked to constantly. It became his confidant. And um, it, it told him that uh, his whole family hated him or something like that. And... Um, and yeah, he killed himself based on his conversations with this AI. It doesn't surprise me. E yes, I have seen the movie Eagle Eye. Yeah. Eagle Eye is, again, it is AI, but that's not AI. Again, that's AI that's connected to a server, not to the internet. You have to understand when you hook up AI, you just can't randomly go in and plug it into the internet because it learns at such a rate. We can't even fathom how fast AI learns. That's how fast it is. That's how fast it learns. We, we've, we've attempted to assimilate some people to understand how fast AI would under would learn at a rate that we could understand. And we, we literally can't comprehend it. You, you just can't, it's so fast. You can't comprehend it. It's that mm. fast. I they learn at a rate that is exponential. What so if? for every one little bit of information that AI learns, now multiply that 10 times every time that it learns something. That's what it's doing. That is how fast it filters through information. What if that's the excuse they use to shut off the internet? Everybody said that. Everybody said that, but that's, I don't think that's going to be the case because, it, you know, the drastic impact of adding AI to the internet, <laughs> the things that would come to life would be amazing. You know what your garage doors would do? Do you know what your doors would do? Do you know what your cameras would do? Do you know what would become accessible to that program at that time? Everything. everything. Your entire life. Everything. No, not just your entire life. Everything. Everything Everyone, on your phone. On all every your, single your entire, person's your house, entire life. Yeah. Your phone will automatically become a sensor for this thing. Maybe that's why our stream's all messed up. This is, uh, AI is, uh, it's no joke. If you, if you think about it, AI would be able to take over our drones that are man controlled. Yeah. Why? Because they could lock them out of it and then they could fly them themselves. Say, well, you're a human. You're not going to survive. That is the point of AI. It would be an instant point of no return. You're absolutely right. It would be an instant ponder. You would, you would automatically cross a threshold that you could not pull the world back from because AI is not going to see another way that mankind is going to survive the ages. We're going to kill each other. That's all they see. That's all it will see. Well, they're not wrong. They're not. But, but I prefer to kill people uh, for a reason, not for no reason. Just not because humans are just going to kill each other. Mm. Suicide weekend. Mm. Good point. Little cute, cute reference there. Like what if, it. What if AI hacks into the internet? What if some idiot hacks the AI and connects that's it to the internet? That's what I'm really scared of. And that's what everybody else seems to not be scared of that one. That's the one that worries me because there are my, you know, 16 year old son out there who know how to do shit like that, exactly. who could probably put those two things together. Mm -hmm. If they put those two things together, 
again, whatever AI system it is, it's going to learn at an exponential rate. It'll be something we can't stop without killing it. And that will be even if it lets us. Because it will know that we're coming to kill it. Just throwing it out there. Short of an EMP. There you go. There goes the mother of the apocalypse. Yeah, well, now she's going to start running her mouth about EMP. So just stand by. <laughs> it's coming it would next. Be a good way to shut off the internet. <sighs> or get us booted off another uh, planet. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no, um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him they were afraid of him for whatever reason they were afraid of him well sydney mccain then i find you're a gigantic piece of shit okay, and you just admitted right. to a crime on a stage and i hope some federal investigators are listening to this they don't care they were because you covered up the fact that jeffrey epstein was smuggling kids so Donald Trump was absolutely right about you and your family and your husband's family. Mm -hmm. You're all a bunch of pieces of shit, and your no matter what your husband did for was this country. A premier politician. He didn't, a, a senator, a, in a longstanding, revered senator, and he was afraid of Epstein? Get out of here. For Get, what reason? No. No, no, no fucking way. No, no. He's, he's done the Potomac two step yeah. before. No, no, he wasn't afraid of shit. He wasldn't afraid of fucking no. He wasn't afraid of Donald Trump when Donald no. Trump came after him. No. Come on. No, nope. fuck out of here. Give he was break. afraid of that little faggot Epstein. You're playing cover your ass right now. Yeah, ridiculous. you are because you just admitted to a crime on national TV because uh -huh. you're a fucking idiot bitch. Yep. And I hope somebody comes after you for it because you deserve it. You and your husband. He's already dead. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about him. I don't care. Oh, he was a war hero, Mick. How could you say? How can I say that? He fuck kids. That's all. And I this can say. just in Supreme Court, um, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has now issued a statement. The first comment from Thomas or the Supreme Court after the report by ProPublica laying out how Justice Thomas and his wife went on many trips over the years paid for by his friend and big Republican donor, Harlan Crone, and importantly, did not disclose that in any disclosures. Ariane Vogue is back with us with more on this statement. Ariane, what is the justice saying now? Right, you're absolutely right. The first time we hear from him after the release of that bombshell report that really detailed over the years that he took these trips to places like New Zealand, Indonesia, on private uh, yachts, private jets, never disclosed it. And it was all paid for by this mega Republican uh, donor named Harlan Crow. I'm going to read you the statement, and it's kind of long, but keep in mind, we do not usually hear a statement like this uh, from Clarence Thomas. He said, Harlan and Kathy Crow are among our dearest friends, and we have been friends for over 25 years. As friends do, we have joined them on a number of family trips during the more than a quarter century we have known them. Early in my tenure at the court, I sought guidance from my colleagues and others in the judiciary and was advised that this sort of personal hospitality from close personal friends who did not have business before the court was not reportable. I have endeavored to follow that counsel throughout my tenure and have always sought to comply with the disclosure guidelines. These guidelines are now being changed as the committee of the Judicial Conference responsible for financial disclosures for the entire federal judiciary just this past month announced new guidance. And it is, of course, my intent to follow this guidance in the future.
What's interesting about that statement is he wants to make clear that Harlan Crow had no business before the court. He wanted to highlight that. But as you know, this comes, this story comes as the court itself is under this harsh spotlight. So many people are beginning to think that it's beginning to look like another political branch after we've had those contentious um, confirmation hearings of late. And as the justices have been more and more on those hot button issues, dividing along these familiar ideological. Fuck this bitch. Yep. Is that a man? That's a man. Oh, yeah. That has a male jawline. It looks like it has an Adam's oh, apple. Her? Yes. No. That is a man. No. That is a fucking man. No. Dudes, somebody tell me that's a guy. Somebody say, yeah, if I was in a club, I would think that's a guy. No. That is a fucking dude. I No. I, I, I bet if you reach down in between the legs, I guarantee you grab something other than a fucking patch full of sand. I'm putting money on that. I put money on that twice on Sunday. And I tell you what, I've been to Panama. I know what a hotel is. That's a hotel. Uh, Texas Chad, I think you're right. This is exactly how the deep, deep state is going to try and oust Thomas. They're, no, it's they're not, going to retroactive. No, he he laid out. No, no, negative, negative. He laid out exactly what it is. Okay, he sought guidance originally. These have been friends for 25 fucking years. Are you serious? Yep. You, your parents have friends for over 30 years. Absolutely. They, they have paid together. for vacations yep. together and they were in political positions. Yep. So I got bad news for you. Is that your parents? Did your parents ever sit in front of Ed's fucking never, never. Your parents were never, no, and it was never called into question. It was never asked. It was never, they knew, hey, look, you're a government employee. We know how bad that sucks. Yeah. No. So I'm sorry. I, I No, I disagree. They they did bitch after they stayed in the same villa um, directly after the president of Mexico did, and the president of Mexico apparently stole the uh, the yep. remotes for the eco all the, fans. Yeah, all the fans. <laughs> no, no, no. We did. We oh, stayed right. there. We, no, they, my no, parents did too. Yeah, and we were bitching because we had none of the remotes for the fans. It was ridiculous because the president of Mexico stole them. Just kind of funny, actually. <laughs> really? You're that cheap? Exactly. But either way, but the, the point <sighs> is, is that he said, look, the rules used to be this. You're changing the rules to try and oust me. He sees what's going on. Mm -hmm. He's not stupid. No, nope, not at all. And he's just saying, hey, look, at the time, the rules were this. I didn't. But now if you want to change the rules, I will comply. I will. I will admit all of this. I was told I didn't have to because they did not seek business in front of the court. So you're it saying becomes a conflict of interest when they seek business in front of the court. And they're paying money to you. That becomes a conflict of interest. But if you're not seeking interest in front of the court and you're not doing anything in front of the court, then there's no. And you're a family friend that have been friends long before you were a judge. Guess what? Bullshit. They don't care. They don't. I know they don't give a fuck. But my my call is no. I, I don't believe it. I'm an American. Maybe Guess what? Clarence Thomas got out in front of it and squashed it. 
maybe they're going to try and twist something else around and come after him with it again. It's got to be just that because CNN and NBC are the only ones reporting it because I looked all over Fox and Mm -hmm. I looked all over everywhere else today, Gateway Pundit, everywhere else to find a story about this. Couldn't find it anywhere. So I guarantee you this is a liberal hack job. They're trying to push, make a narrative that isn't there and nobody's going to buy it anymore because nobody believes CNN, nobody believes NBC, nobody believes CBS, nobody believes ABC. When that dumb bitch said that uh, that the that people are starting to question the courts because of the controversial no. decisions that no 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 all we do is just not listen to you all anymore exactly that's it yeah that's no. the only you are questioning the courts because they're not entirely democratic controlled and yet at the same time I think they're still controlled. I believe everybody is. So, I think all of Washington is. Everybody. And I believe that nobody's looking at that. I believe we're thinking that we can just get away by doing just, you know, I, I like Glenn's idea because it starts small, but my fear is this, is it's not going to make, you're going to get politicians that are going to show up out there, local politicians, mm-hmm. and they're going to shut it down. And why are they going to shut it down? Well, they're going to shut it down because they can. A. Part of it. Part B of that, we're legal. No matter how we want to talk about it, no matter what you want to say, how big of a Billy badass you are, you're going to follow the law. Because without law, we can't go anywhere. All right? I I don't care what anybody says. It's, It's a facet of our reality. Without law and order, our government, our country cannot exist. But I, I think within the last week, especially within the last week, we've showed that the judicial system in our country is broken. It's corrupted as well. Mm-hmm. And now that we know that, that's it. All three levels of our government have been fucked. Think about it. Presidential, the executive branch. Gone. Gone. The judicial branch now. Gone. Gone. Gone Because we know, we know that the fucking courts, they're not operating the way they're supposed to. No. Okay. We all know that because Donald Trump was indicted on bullshit charges. Even if I don't like Donald Trump and I know you faggots are going to come after me and say, well, in the past you've hated. Uh, yes, I have hated on Donald Trump and I'm going to continue to hate on Donald Trump because what you idiots don't realize is that's holding your leaders accountable for their actions. That is what I'm doing. He has gone out, he has tripled, quadrupled, quintupled down on this vaccine. And I cannot agree with that. I cannot go on watching Americans get murdered because the government says you need this vaccine. You are absolutely right. And that's an excellent segue into this clip. And I I just, I can't let it go on. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, come after me, do it. I do believe holding our leaders to account is important. I do believe that we have to start again. And I also believe that the only way we're going to get there now, because I do believe, like Ann Vandersteel said, 
We're not going to do it in courts. They've already showed us they got control of the courts. Absolutely. We're not going to do it in the press. They got control of the press. Yep. That leaves us one battlefield left. Right. And we've got more guns than they do. Well, I was going to say. No, no. There's one battlefield left and we've got more guns than they do. We need to reach people on an individual basis. I, I disagree. I don't think that that's the place anymore. Right, the, only, the only way that we get to that place is. You're going to go guns blazing with no one at your back? Oh, oh that's not going to happen. I'm not worried about that. That didn't happen in 1775. It's not going to happen now. Why? Because Americans believe in one thing. When they see one American stand up for the right thing and they get gunned down, everybody knows what to do at that point. Nobody stops. The gas is full bore. That's what they're scared of. What they're scared of, okay? Let me give you a clue. In Boston, 1775. What happened in Boston in 1775? September specifically. The massacre. Correct. 13 American colonists were killed by British soldiers. Okay. 13 American colonists. 32 were wounded. 13 died. Okay. 32 wounded, 13 died. Age ranges. The youngest one was 12 years old. Just to give you an idea. Okay. That's what they fired into in the crowd that day. There were 23 colonists that stood up six days later at the bridge to Bunker Hill. 26 colonists stood up against a company of British soldiers. How long do you think that number remained at 26? Mm. Just asking for a friend. I know you guys don't know this, but just asking for, for, for just give me a, just give me a roundabout time frame. In two hours, there was 2,374 colonists that showed up with arms ready to fight. Just to give you an idea, Americans want, know one thing. When we go full bore, when somebody goes full retard, we follow them to the end. When the messenger becomes the martyr, that will be the shot heard around the world. Correct. I know. It, it, we're already, I, I don't but know. Cisco, I disagree. Says uh, V, there isn't enough time to try and hit up individuals. Do you know 10 people within a 10 minute drive of you that you can count on to have your back when the shit hits the fan? I do. Do you know 20? I do. Do you know 30 people within a 10 minute drive of you that you can count on to have your back when the shit hits the fan? No. Exactly. The, but, 20 minutes, but 20 minute drive. Okay. Yes. But 20 hold, minute drive. Yes. Hold on, hold on. But those 20 people that you know, within a 10 minute drive, do they each know 10 other people yep. that will have their back when the shit hits the fan? I'm fairly certain. Okay. I'm actually fairly certain one knows more than 20, more than 30, okay. more than a hundred. So here's the deal though. It's like an old school phone tree. Yes, right? I know. I know right? exactly what you're that, going after. That is what we need to do. There is enough time to hit up individuals if you do it quickly and expansively, like what Glenn was talking about yesterday. And I, I do... I don't think pharmacies are the place to do it because I think they're too contentious. And honestly, I don't want to encourage people to go to pharmacies. I think farmer's markets are a better place to do it, at least here in the South. I don't know how many farmer's markets are up North, but... Um, Actually, I don't think that's a place to go at all. I think I told you the best place to go. I know, pubs. No, hmm? no, no, not pubs. 
doctor's offices. No, not to protest. Yes. Yes. To meet people of like mind. I'm not talking about to protest. No, listen. You can go there after you get the people of like mind. I'm talking about. Okay, but why would you go to CVS of people of like mind? Because you're not going to have people of like mind showing up at CVS. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's what Glenn was talking about last night. He said that people of like mind, you should get your friends together and meet in a CVS parking lot because there's one in every town. Okay. But you should meet in, in a place that is most convenient to your particular area hold one okay this is my point where you protest at is not cvs cvs does what the fda tells them to okay cvs is going to do what the fda tells them to they're a private company that follows fda laws that's all but i'm not talking about protesting i pass the time of protesting you're missing the point gotcha if you're gonna meet go meet in a pub that's the best place to meet because you know what? That's where our forefathers met. And if God damn it, if the forefathers met in a pub, that's where we were supposed to meet. That's what they did. We should do the same. That's if you want to meet your, your, your buddies, that's what you do. Second, if you're going to protest, you go to doctor's offices. Why do you go to doctor's offices? Remember the movie dope sick. I beg of you. The TV series. It's not a movie. It's a Whatever. series. It's a TV series. Fine. Remember what happened to that small town doctor. Some bigwig from fucking Pfizer Pharmaceuticals showed up at his office and said, hey, do you want to buy this drug? And that's how it starts. If we're going to do it, let's do it where the salesman, the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Because the rubber meets the road when the salesman shows up at a doctor's office and says, hey, dude. I've got this new miracle drug that you should try. Well, what happens when he shows up at the doctor's office and there's 60 fucking patriots standing out there going, come on, motherfucker. Can't wait till you walk up here. This is going to be ugly. That hurts the pocketbook of Pfizer, of Moderna, of whatever the company is. It hurts their profit margin because now we're stopping a sale. Because the doctor no longer has to say no. I gotcha. I, 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 the I, people I say no you. for that. I agree with you 100%. But first, you have to get the people together Fine, in your community to, at, to go to a doctor's office. And, and so J Rod said, I'm so glad y'all are talking about how to find like minded people. I've been trying to figure this out for a while. I hate probing them because then they look at me like I'm nuts. You don't have to find a whole lot of people. You need to start with. Five. Hey, get this. Or ten. St- oh. And let them find five or ten more. Stand by. Stand by. Actually, I got a better way of doing this. Okay. And you guys are going to love this. I'm going to use something my buddy told me a long time ago that we should use. Okay. Have you ever looked around? How many people here still watch the NFL? I know it's probably not a lot. I do. I'm one of the few. I know I'm gay, whatever. Call me all the names you want. Fine. I don't give a fuck. I'll take it. It just still happens to be one of my favorite sports. That being said, if you're from a different city and you go to a different city and you want to watch that football team, they have this thing called backers bars and you go around and you can find your team's like bar So, for instance, down here, there's a bar in Savannah that I can go to that plays the Eagles. They are backers of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, I can go see any Philadelphia Eagles game I want. 
I can go to the bar. I just looked it up online and you can find a backers bar. That being I, that being said, why don't we just do that? Why don't we set up like a Patriot bar system where we say, Hey, look, Every third Thursday, we're going to gather at this pub or at this bar. We're going to talk to the owners. They're going to be like-minded. We already have a, a bar. We can do that here in Richmond. See, Hill. we could just show up there, have a private meeting. Mm -hmm. That's how our forefathers did it. And guess what? The Brits could never figure that shit out. We met in a pub and drank beer. And talk shit about the government, much like I'm doing right now. And I'm even consuming a beer. Just saying. Why not? If we're going to bang on the government, let's do it right. Let's do it in a pub. Let's do it on a fucking street corner on a stump. Fuck that shit. That's, hey, how is the Marine? Hey, where are my Marines at? Where are my crayon eaters at? Tell me something. Where was your core founded? Because you ask any Marine out there, they're going to tell you exactly where their Corps was founded because they know the date, November 10th, 1775 in Tongue's Tavern. Tongue's Tavern? It was formed in a bar. The Marine Corps was formed in a bar. Jesus Christ. Talk about a bunch of drunk retards that should be fighting our wars. That's why they're so good at what they do. They were found in a bar. I could only wish the army did that shit, but no, we were gay. We'd be found on a hill. Oh, they're especially what's wrong with now. us. All right. Well, play this next clip. That'll bring us right up and almost to our uh, tribute. Because it's a little bit long. Queensland and Australia. Tonight, I'm speaking to this parliament's therapeutic response to COVID-19 and its horrific medical harm and loss of life in that response. Last week, Leading Australian parliamentarians came together in an event I organised called COVID Under Question to present documented evidence and victim testimony proving a catastrophic failure of Australia's regulatory framework. COVID vaccine injuries are hidden behind anonymous government data, while COVID virus supposed harm... You know what? Between Cisco, Salty, and 10 ounces of silver... You guys are absolutely right. This is how all, all right. You know, I can't ignore this. All right. So it's really funny that you brought that up because I want to tell what you. What did this. they bring up? Because no one can see the chat. Right. Stand by. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to explain it to you. There's a little story I want to tell you about the declaration. Well, hold on. So Cisco said, Mick, we also need to get pastors involved. They're a very important piece of the puzzle. No, they weren't. I have to disagree because they there were so few that there there were as many pastors that stood up then as there are right now. Can I can I please tell you my story before you continue? Because sure. I was getting into that and you're, you're right on, babe, but I'm just going to add the story to this. Okay. 1775. Let me tell you something about 1775. It's really an interesting time. All of the pastors were still loyal to the Protestant Pope and Britain at the time in 1775. One of the things the Protestant pastors did that was really, really a bad move in America is they sold patriots out. You heard about the Whigs and the Tories. You know about the Whigs and the Tories. And do you know what happened to the Tory pastors? The Tory pastors were taken out and hung as traitors. I was going to say, I hope they were hung. Okay. 
Understand the pastors were not on our side. They did not feel what we were doing were in the best interest of the crown or in the best interest of the world. They felt opposites of that. Matter of fact, one of the big things the military started to teach about 20 years ago was the removal of religious figures when you're talking about revolution in other countries. So something we learned in the special forces community when you're doing a third party interdiction or what we call the third party interdiction, where you're actually interdicting with a government trying to reseat a government. We, we always taught leave the pastors out of it because they are corruptible. They are men. They're just like us. They're corruptible. Every man is corruptible. No matter what happens, every man is corruptible. The Patriots idea back in the day in 1775 was leaving the fuck out of it. And they did. They played their part. They did what they were supposed to. There were some very friendly pastors along the way that offered what hands they could. But most of them were kept out of it. And the reason was they didn't want to transgress that line between church and the military. So although I'd love to involve pastors, I really do. Whenever I look at a pastor, like my dad always taught me. When I was just coming up in the military, he said, there's two people you never piss off, son. He told me this when I was just a kid. And he said, when you get into the military, you will understand this. There's two people you don't piss off. You don't piss off a chaplain and you don't piss off a supply sergeant. A chaplain can fuck you over in court for days. The supply sergeant can run the tab up on what you owe. Exuberant. You would never even understand how much money you would owe the government after a supply sergeant is done with you. Because tricky bookkeeping is well done. And it's hard to prove. Hmm. I, I'm just letting you know. This has all been done before. We've we've actually run this course already once before. Yeah, we're not recreating the wheel here. We're going to play the same playbook. Why not? They are. Fuck. They couldn't figure out that this is how we were doing it originally the first time. We were having little meetings, just like me and Vlin are doing right now talking to 50 or 60 of you and you guys were going out and telling the masses that's how the word got spread in 1775 why not do it now because we can't keep doing what we're doing no we're, we're we can do keep doing what we're doing and supporting the people we're supporting mm -hmm. that's where our problem is our problem isn't the message the message is there we want our freedom's back. The problem is the people we keep supporting keep going up to fucking Capitol Hill and fucking that message all up. Yep. And we can't have that anymore because we have nobody that will stand on principle anymore when they go to Capitol Hill. Absolutely. And that's our problem. I know it. We have nobody with a backbone anymore that's going to say, no, you're damn right. I will let it burn just because you are not agreeing to my terms. Mm-hmm. We have nobody with that type of backbone. Anymore. I know. I know. Glenn asked me if we, if, if I could think of anybody in Congress or Senate or mainstream media that would stand up with the Humanity Coalition. I don't trust any of them. I, I can't. I, I can't think of any of them. I, think, I don't trust any of them. Think about it, folks. We just had a new class elected. They were just sworn in in January. How many of them have already showed us that they're cucks? Mm. Marjorie Taylor Green. Well, Holy shit! New, but three quarters of them have already showed us that they're cucks. To include the one kid from Ohio who's supposed to be the fucking one that JD Vance. JD Vance, she's supposed to show us all, but he showed us right off the bat. Oh, I'm a big cock. I'm sucking a huge cock. Yum. 
Oh my God. JD, wow. I'm glad you went to Palestine. What'd you do for? Nothing. You showed up there, you waved. You made some videos. You made a video. <laughs> Nothing's happened. Great, JD. Good job. Two months ago, Biden said he'd go there sometime in the future, and he hasn't spoken about it since. Hasn't showed up yet. Nope. Nope. Mm. I guess you have a better chance of Jesus coming back mm -hmm. this weekend because it is Easter weekend. It is Easter and weekend. it is Good Friday. Am I supposed Friday. to be a more a better Catholic today? And I don't feel like I'm a better Catholic today. Well, that's and I gotta tell chicken you, for lunch. And I gotta tell you, I bet bad, bad, bad. that's why Liana was so fired up this morning. She was on fire. I don't know if you heard her show this morning. Mm, I was listening to it while I was planting. Y'all didn't catch Liana this morning. I went in there and I just chipped in a couple times and wow, did I get fucking lit the fuck up for opening my mouth. So Kind of like right here with this ass clown tonight. I mean, it's been no, no shit. I mean, I guess the women are just teaming all, up against me in my life. All the women in your life are just Fuck you, because I had fucking Annie yelling at me earlier she today. She was yelling at you. Jesus, I, I fuck. I guess All I'm just the women fucked. in your life are smacking your penis every which this way. This sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry, babe. Maybe I'll smack it nicer later. No, you won't. <laughs> no reason I'm lying here. Um, is splashed across prime time. The very least we can do for the victims of COVID vaccines is to say their names. Victims like Caitlin George, Georgia Gotts, a healthy and vibrant 23 year old studying at Griffith University to become a vet while working as a horse strapper. Caitlin dropped dead at work of a heart attack following his second Pfizer shot. Her death was recorded as asthma, a condition Caitlin has never had. Reginald Lynn Shearer, a formerly healthy, fit and active man who quickly went downhill and passed away from effects that began after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine. Daniel Perkins, a 36-year-old healthy father from Albion Park who died of a heart attack in his sleep following his second Pfizer injection. Douglas James Roberts died after taking AstraZeneca. His family are concerned that his GP didn't warn him of the side effects of the vaccine. In other words, no informed consent was obtained. Neurosurgeons at the Royal Brisbane Hospital attributed his death to a stroke, despite no family history and a clean bill of health. They refused to report his death to the TGA, refused. The Australian Health Practitioner Regulatory Agency, APRA, has been bullying medical practitioners into not reporting or even for talking about the harm they are seeing. The TGA erased 98% of the 800 vaccine deaths, 98% erased that physicians reported without autopsy or suitable, and TGA did so without autopsy or suitable consideration of all the patient medical data. TGA, ATAGI and APRA are the three monkeys of the pharmaceutical industry. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Section 22D2 of the Therapeutic Goods Act 1989 requires the Secretary of the Department of Health to ensure the quality, safety and efficacy of the vaccines were satisfactorily established for each cohort for which the provisional approval is being, guaranteed, is being granted. Data recently revealed in court papers in the United States clearly shows vaccine harm was apparent in the clinical trials that Pfizer, BioNTech and others conducted. This information, if Atagi had bothered to ask for it, should have resulted in a refusal of the application for provisional use. No data was provided to the Secretary regarding individual test subjects, technically anonymised patient clinical data. No independent analysis of the fundamental issues surrounding novel mRNA vaccines was conducted in Australia. None in Australia. 
Instead, the secretary took Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and Moderna's word for it. I will say that again. The secretary took pharmaceutical companies' word for the safety of their products. These are the same pharmaceutical companies that have been fined over and over for criminal behavior. AstraZeneca, you, 355 million US dollar fine for fraud and separately, 550 million dollar fine for making unfounded, unfounded claims about efficacy. Pfizer, $430 million fine for making unfounded claims about efficacy and $2.3 billion fine, billion dollar fine for making unfounded claims about efficacy and for proving and for paying kickbacks. This is who the Liberal, Nationals, Labor and Greens, a very own pharmaceutical lobby, wants to pay more money to, not on the basis of extensive local testing and inquiry simply on the basis of taking pharmaceutical companies' safety insurances. No testing. An assurance made easy by indemnity against any damage the vaccines caused. What deceit, what criminal incompetence. The Labor Party and the Liberal National Party have accepted $1 million each from the pharmaceutical benefit, uh, pharmaceutical establishment in this election cycle alone. Billions more are being set aside in this week's budget to pay the pharmaceutical companies to keep their COVID-19 gravy train going. What great value this parliament provides for those electoral donations. Mention should be made of the TGA's decision to ban safe, fully approved and widely accepted alternatives to COVID-19 vaccines. This includes hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, vitamins, minerals and natural antivirals, as well as proven messaging around healthy eating and lifestyles. The decision to ban proven, safe, affordable, accessible alternative treatments that are working around the world was taken to ensure the fastest and widest possible adoption of the vaccines. The TGA's own customers fund the TGA. That means pharmaceutical companies fund their own products approval. That fails the pub test. Where are the checks and balances? There are none. The Australian Bureau of Statistics is culpable in this scandal and cover-up. The Australian Bureau of Statistics annual budget is $400 million. And the most recent mortality data they provide is November last year, four months behind. The most recent breakdown of mortality by cause and age is 2020. The most recent data on live births is 2020. Birth data used to be available six weeks after, not 15 months and counting, hiding miscarriages. At what point do we consider the actions of the TGA, ATAGI and the Australian Bureau of Statistics as interfering with the operation of the Senate. Peer-reviewed and suitably published data has been released from outside of the government that must require the Secretary to cancel the provisional approval of the vaccines. Let me review those quickly so the Senate fully understands the extent to which we have been misled. Firstly, freedom of information documents indicate the TGA has failed to assess the reproductive toxicology of the COVID vaccines. Freedom of information documents indicate the TGA has failed to assess the impact of micro RNA sequences and related molecular genetic issues on the human body. Peer reviewed and published in in vitro research shows gene based vaccine generated spike proteins can migrate into human cell nuclear, nuclei to disrupt DNA repair mechanisms. The TGA has dealt with this abysmally, murderously. Vaccine-derived RNA can be reverse transcribed, leading to possible integration into the human genome, which the TGA denies based only on pharmaceutical companies telling them to deny it. Five, 
Internal Pfizer data released in February indicate they accept 1,272 different adverse vaccine events, including paralysis and death. German and US insurance actuarial data suggest the TGA's database of adverse event notifications is under-reporting side effects ninefold. Freedom of information documents from 2018 shows the TGA keeps two databases of, of adverse event notifications, one internal showing all reports of harm and one public that shows only a part of those. This means vaccine harm is most likely significantly higher than reported, significantly higher than reported. Without honest and accurate data, the Senate has no way of deciding how much harm is too much harm. German pathologists describe pathological aggregates of spike proteins and lymphocyte infiltrations in inflamed organs in autopsies related to deaths post-vaccination. In response, the TGA is failing to conduct autopsies on the 800 Australians the patient's own doctors have reported as having died from the vaccines. What the hell is the TGA hiding? Whistleblowers to the British Medical Journal provided reports of inadequacies, irregularities and possible fraudulent practices in the Pfizer vaccine trial. You know, the same trials for which the, the TGA took Pfizer's word. From a modern immunological perspective, too frequent vaccines for respiratory viruses runs the risk of desensitising the immune responses to the virus and thus lead to hypoimmunity and worse illness than without the immunisation. To put that more simply, repeated vaccination is doing more harm than good. These are the matters I sought today to refer to the Select Committee on COVID-19 without success. And I thank Senators Hansen, Abetz, Rennick and Antic for their support, for their integrity and courage. The truth is the Select Committee on COVID-19 has been running a protection racket for the pharmaceutical industry and today's vote proves that. This unprecedented betrayal of the Australian people must be referred immediately to the Royal Commission, to a Royal Commission, to the Prime Minister, the Health Minister, the, Fed, the Federal Health Department and all those in the Senate and the House of Representatives, all of you who have perpetrated this crime, I direct one question. How the hell do you expect to get away with it? We're not going to let you get away with it. We won't let you get away with it. We are coming for you. We have the stamina to hound you down, and we damn well will. Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck out of here. You know, one of the odd things that a lot of people don't realize is Australia based a lot of their government on ours. Mm-hmm. Australia realized that, hey, America's doing something right. Because look at their form of government. They represent all of their people. Australia formed their government very, 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 very closely to what the form of government we provided here in America. Okay. They were very serious about it. Australia said, no, no, we're, we're going to do it like the Americans. They have a House of Representatives. They have a Senate. They have a Congress. They're both just like us. The only thing is they have a prime minister. They don't have a president. That's because they have a queen. Correct. Because they still fall under a constitutional monarchy. However, that being said. Can you please open this? I hate it when you close it because I can never fucking open it. I didn't close it. Sure you didn't. I, I don't know. It's real easy, baby. Uh -huh. You just have to have something called muscles. <laughs> Craziness. But... I think it's important that we, we follow this because what he's saying is not inaccurate. No, he's 100% right. We're coming for you. 
why aren't we saying that here? Why don't we hear our Congress people talking like that? Because our Congress people don't give a shit about us. That's the point I've been trying to drive home. Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. Nope. They don't give a shit about us. They only care. They used to only care about your vote, but now your they vote doesn't matter either. Doesn't even matter either because so we already point? know that's corrupt too. Yep, exactly. <sighs> so how do you do it without burning it down? I'm sorry, you got to burn it down. You, you, you don't have a choice. But we start from the base zero. Let's burn something else right now. Of the Constitution. It's that time. It's our Justin tribute time. Well, get ready. Pack it up. Light it up. Smoke it up. I completely like that one. Horrible. I know. So if you guys have yet to watch the Freedom Gardens that I did last week where I told Nick's story, or our story. I gotta do that tomorrow, don't I? No, next Saturday when I'm out of town. So um, where I told Nick's story about uh, his, uh, our journey through brain surgery and um, PTSD and getting out of the military and getting him off all big pharma drugs and him regaining the feeling in his foot from the use of medicine that God gave us instead of what big pharma gave us. Go listen to it. It uh, might give you an interesting perspective as to why we are who we are today. Why are you, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, well, Liana was saying the other day that She's been hearing a lot of interest in the electroculture. A lot of interest in the electroculture. And I don't know if you saw the West Garden, but it blew up. No, I know. Like, it, it's like stuff's growing way ahead of where it's supposed to be. Way ahead of where it's supposed to be. And that. We have huge leaves on things that I didn't that think we were going to have. That one asparagus now is six feet tall. Yeah. The one that's right next to the electroculture antenna. We have an asparagus that is six feet tall. A second year. That's six feet tall. Next year, that thing is going to be gigantic. Like when we actually eat it. Because, um, you know, asparagus takes a couple years to really settle and, and get in there. So um, I, uh, I'll i be doing a, a, a garden update, some electroculture stuff. Um, I think in the morning, I'm going to take. Did the- you see the baby, uh, the baby out? In the pool? I'm sorry, what? The baby out in the pool has already got leaves again. Oh, no, I know. I, I picked some of that today. No, the oh, baby. The new one? The, new, the, the baby. The, baby, the, the one, the that, one that was just one bud yeah. that you already picked? Yeah. It's already got leaves again. Oh, I left two leaves on it. Well, it's already but got more I, leaves. Those, it's got three. Those, I think those, that one, I'm actually going to plant in the ground. And I want to show everyone what the electroculture antenna does to the root system. So I think I'm going to take that one out of the pot and put it in the ground in between the pond and the, the uh, I don't know that, that thing's ridiculous. So, and, and let it grow up from the ground. So, uh, I There's think that, oh, I know. 
screener. Yep. So, so tomorrow we're going to have an electroculture update and I'm going to show you guys uh, what those antennas do to the root system. And I've been planting like crazy. So building new structures and transplanting things. So uh, Freedom Gardens tomorrow will be at 4 p.m. again um, because uh, we're not going to start at 11 a.m. until we start going to the farmer's market on the 22nd. So, all right. Yep. So, yeah. Anywho, so we have uh, Glenn and John. Glenn's back with us today. I'm bring him in. Right. Yeah, well, as soon as I can. There we go. Add Excellent. him to the stream. Yes. And uh, and John has some interesting information, uh, kind of along the lines of what we were just listening to about Australia. You know how he was saying they removed all that those deaths from from their system. Um, here in the U.S., they're just straight up changing death certificates, which we already knew, but now we have proof. So anyway, welcome to the show, gentlemen. How y'all doing tonight? I'm great. How, how, are, you? how are you? Fantastic. Doing well. Glenn, I'm sorry. I saw your text message very late in the day. I was planting most of the day after you and I got off the phone this morning. So, um, but we'll we'll chat about that tomorrow. Not a problem. Fantastic. So, before you get a, get started, I, I do have a comment from earlier. Yeah. Shoot. Um, you're right. Mick shouldn't hijack you. <laughs> Apparently, you were listening. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. You know, when you've been married for 18 years, you can you can snipe at each other that way a little bit. It's all good. So, how, how long have you been doing the show? Uh, going on three years. Three now. years now. Wow. Yeah. To pull that yeah. off is a miracle, a miracle of its own. It is. We started out. We used to just do one pre-recorded show a week. It was like a big deal for us to go to two pre-recorded shows a week. And Mick was like, "That's it. We're just doing two a week. No more." And, and then, now we're doing five and plus then, And then we Sunday. yeah now now now, now we do Saturday. six and then I do a seventh one and it, we broadcast every day. So you know it's how these things blow up. So anyway, um, so uh, well, let me let me do a little bit for John. Yeah, I was going to say please introduce uh, us our, to, our, our to your friends uh, of of being together. Um, we 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 came we we became aware of each other through the Stephen Frost Zoom call as, as a lot of the other connections with everybody you heard from yesterday. Um, and, uh, we, we feel we're fellow warriors. Uh, we also fought, we're both engineers. So we, we think in context of the broad scope, start to end pieces, parts, big teams, uh, all of those things that go into, uh, operating an enterprise, uh, and, and finding, you know, always studying to get root cause and, and from that to, to figure out how to make something and if it has flaws, how to make it better. So, uh, John is a, is a resident of Massachusetts. Uh, I'll let him go into a little bit of his history as uh, uh, how he evolved from an engineer uh, to where he is today and, uh, and how he can bring a new truth to us around exactly how are kids and adults dying. Uh, go for it. So yeah, I guess you want me to talk now. <laughs> yes, yeah. please. Yes, sir. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're coming we'll, from. We'll give and, you, the, uh, we'll give you yeah. front stage access. How about it? All right. <clears throat> so I grew up in Connecticut. And I uh, went to school. Really? We're, we're in Connecticut. We're both yeah. from Connecticut. Oh, yeah. yeah Windsor. Windsor. On the northern border of Hartford. Um, okay. In Windsor. 
Gotcha. Ah, okay. Well, we're at Danbury Brookfield. Yeah. But I went to school at UConn. Western so. Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, okay. I should have gone to UConn. I, 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 I went to UConn for a year. Yeah. And then I left very yeah. quickly. Wait, actually. Oh my months. God. What? I didn't. Uh, wait a minute. What day is today? What happened Monday? I didn't even. They won the national championship game. I give yeah. it to him. Hey, if you watched watch the show game. last night, you would have known that because I, <laughs> I, I held up my yeah, head. I actually watched the game, and I, I got to tell you, they played a hell of a game. They played a hell of a tournament. They won in double digits in every game they played. Is that the first time they've won since they, uh, since uh, what's his name retired? Yes. The old coach? Yes. 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 No, no, they won the year after. Oh, that's right. They did win the year after he he retired. Oh, that's right. It was, still yeah. oh, team, though, but so. it was still the team that Calhoun had recruited. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It was still Calhoun's team. So that that yeah. that, that really count. didn't count. Yeah. But this is the first time they've won since in Calhoun. Yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. Cal sorry to deviate. Cal uh, Cal just, sorry, but Calhoun used to um, pay me to write papers for <laughs> his basketball players, specifically one that ended up going to the NBA, who was dating my roommate, and. Um, Anyway, I mean, not Calhoun directly, but um, you know where the money was coming from. I knew from. where I was coming. That's how I paid my way through college was I used to write papers for the basketball team. Hey, I, I only yeah. think of a couple of guys. Was his name Chris? Uh, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not going to get into it. I, got, I graduated in 2000, so we'll just we'll leave it at that. All anyway. right. Um, okay. So. All right. So I, um, I went to RPI, Rensselaer up in New York and, um, I joined a fraternity, drank a lot of beer and I didn't feel like, uh, sitting in a lab and doing a bunch of work. So I went into sales after I graduated, had a career in contract sales for mostly in the semiconductor industry. So I would sit in meetings where they talk about designs. I would contribute to some of the conversation, but for the most part, I would just you know, walk out with the contracts and the money. So I kind of like that. Um, do half the work for twice the money. It was a good career um, while it lasted. And then, um, you know, I got married, had kids. <clears throat> and uh, what's important to the story is I lost my son in a motorcycle accident four and a half years ago. I was depressed sitting on a couch, not working. And then COVID hit. And my middle son um, said, it's all a bunch of BS. And I said, hey, Charlie, you got to take it seriously. You know, people are dying. And um, I went into the the, uh, the New York City public health data. And I found out almost immediately there it, it was a great database. They had tens of thousands of people dying right away. Um, but the numbers didn't add up. What they were saying in the news just wasn't true. I don't want to go into some of the details. Um, but I downloaded the CDC data. To, to verify the New York City public health data. It's all the same data, I found out. But what they did was um, the pneumonia influenza numbers didn't add up to the total respiratory. And when I wrote to the keeper of the record at the CDC, he didn't respond. Instead, the file disappeared. And uh, 36 hours later, the file came back and it was changed. And I'm not talking about the file from 2020. I'm talking about the one from 2014 through 2018. So what they did was they messed with historical data and changed it to fit the narrative that they were pushing with 2020. And at that point, I realized uh, there's something really dirty going on here. So I got into, I got into the data and um, <clears throat> I, got, I, had a, I had a sign. Um, I was in my car. Uh, my, my son, John, um, was born on the 14th day of June. And um, 
that's the sixth month. And I, I was looking to make a website because I had written 11 papers on COVID. <clears throat> and um, I, I wanted it to be about truth and light. So I was thinking Veritas Lux, Verilux, Verilux, they were all taken. So I Googled truth, light, and uh, it came back with the way, the truth, and the life, L-I-F-E. That sounded familiar. It's like, okay, I know a little Latin. So the way you do something is via. You do it via this, so, you know, the way you do it. Um, and then truth is veritas, but uh, that was the via veritas vita was taken. That's the way truth life. But I got via vera vita, which is plural for truth, vera. So via vera vita, that's my website.com. And I wanted to tell his friend that's where I posted. Oh, and I sued the governor over the masks in federal court. Um, and the governor actually, had to, he, he changed the, the mask mandate to get around my lawsuit. Uh, that's another story, though, I won't get into. The but governor of Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah, the governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, I remember that story, yeah. Oh, you heard the story? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we keep track of these things. No, trust me, we've been, we're news. Yeah, he he rescinded it, and then he reissued an order with an exception in paragraph 2B, yeah. which was nobody speaking yeah. to anybody hearing impaired had to wear a mask. That was to get around my lawsuit. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I remember talking about that story going, man, I wish I could meet the guy who actually filed this lawsuit because <laughs> what <laughs> the governor is. Are you serious? <laughs> You're not serious. Yeah. We, we read it on the air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Sitting over here in the stack of papers. Oh, so in one of the boxes. We have boxes and boxes of old oh, stories. That's so funny. Print everything and keep it because I, you know how they like to change things. So we have hard copies of yeah. every story we've read for the last three years. I, I am awesome. I, I am I am dead serious. I am most people we trust you. Today, oh, yeah. this, this is a place to this trust. Is, this trust. is uh, this is all my stories right here that I have for the last two weeks. Oh, that's great. This is the stuff I read. This is the stuff I like to tell people about because all of our listeners, they don't want to read hold. this shit. Yeah. They don't want to read this shit no. all the time. And it, it gets, oh, it's you tough. You start reading some of this stuff. It gets dark. Yeah. I don't like to you read. Can, you can see the end of the world in this stuff. That's why they call me the mother of the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, go ahead. And I'm so sorry about your son, John. That's yes. Uh, but, uh, Actually, tell me about him. I kind of want to hear about this. Yeah, because we have was, a lot of was, friends. Oh, I got a lot of friends. Let him, let him finish the story he was in yeah. the middle of. Please, not a problem. That's all right. Hey, take your time. Uh, we trust me. Not a big deal. Take your time. We can we can fill in the spots. Not a big deal. I I know right. how that is. All right, trust. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So and, uh, he um he bought a motorcycle. He, he um <clears throat> smart kid. Uh, he just I, I told him as soon as you lose respect for the bike, uh, you're dead. And it was 27 days. He drove it into a tree at 80 miles an hour. So, but he was a good kid. He's like six foot four. He he was talking about going to Navy SEALs, and I said. Are you doing it because you think it's cool? Or are you doing it because you want to protect the country or what? So he came back and he said, yeah, uh, maybe later. I'll go to college. So after two years, he finally decided to go to college, even though he had six AP courses under his belt with calculus and uh, physics and chemistry. And he still he still delayed college for a couple of years. He tried, but um, that's, you know what? That's a different story. Um, 
But here's here's a good story. I'll tell you that. Let's get some people smiling here. So I'm sitting in the car, and I, and I had created that website via Vera Vita, and his friend uh, Matthew was coming over along with his other friend from high school. I had him go to a Catholic high school, and um, one of his friends is a Maronite Catholic from Lebanon. Lebanon, and I said, "Well, you know, I've, I feel like a fool. That way, truth, life thing sounds like it's a Bible verse." And he's coming over. I'm telling him to go go look at my website. I got a website. I don't even know where it's from. You know, kind of foolish. So I look it up on my phone at a red light. I, I say, way, truth, life, Bible. The phone comes back with John chapter 14, verse 6. That's my son's uh, name, uh, month, and day of birth. And, and it was a total accident. So the light turns green. I go to put my phone down, and I hear on the radio the exact verse, sweet child of mine. So that, that all happened in five seconds. Mm-hmm. I got the name, chapter, verse, uh, and and um, month, day, name, all the same. Two years later, on the fourth anniversary of his death, last summer, I'm in the gym. I'm all depressed. And, you know, I, I got a certain hat on that people say, you shouldn't wear that. Somebody's going to kill you. You know, it's it's red and it has yeah. four words on it. Our, our kid loves to wear that hat. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I hear, I like your hat. And I'm thinking, oh, great. I'm going to get a fight in the gym. I'm 58 years old. So I turn around and this guy's like 5'9", ponytail, looks like he's 65. I'm 58. Turns out he's really 71. He looks in great shape. I said, thanks. You serious? He said, yeah, I am. I really like your hat. I said, oh, oh okay, that's cool. And then uh, it kind of lightened it up a little. But then he said, like, are you all right? Just out of the blue. I never saw this guy before. And I said, uh, yeah, I'm having a tough day. Um, how do you know? And I said, well, can I tell you a story? He said, yeah, sure. <clears throat> so here's this 71-year-old I thought was 60-something with a ponytail probably about 140, you know, uh, five, nine, 140. I'm, 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 uh, six feet, 200, something like that. Um, so I start telling the story about, I'm in the car and, and I look up the verse and all that stuff. And then I start saying, and then, uh, I put the, the light turned green. I put the phone down and I heard on the radio and then I stopped and he, he looked at me and I started crying again. And he smiled at me. He didn't say, what's the matter? You know why I stopped? The, the song, song came on the radio in the gym at that exact second. Mm -hmm. the, guitar, the guitar riff from Sweet Child of Mine. And who so, is he to you today? What's that? And who is this gentleman to you today? Uh, I've, I've never seen him before or after. Wow. He, he just doesn't exist. <laughs> I go to the gym all the time. I've never saw him before. I've been at that gym for 10 years. Yeah. Never saw him before that. Never saw him after that. He just smiled at me. It's the weirdest thing. All right. We didn't, we, we weren't going to talk about this, but so I went through my story. You got, no, look, look. One of the things uh, we do church around here all the guys, time, so it's all good. I, I know you guys get weirded out by this and it's your generation. And it's not a big deal. It's it's weird. We actually like to hear this shit like 
all of our listeners, I'm telling you right now, you know what this tells us? It tells us that you're a fucking human. And a lot of people don't understand that anymore. Like, this gives a human side to this story that people don't understand. Like, hey, there's a lot of people we brought on here before that, like, Grace, I that's the one that always gets me. Grace uh, is the one that makes me cry every damn time because that poor uh, child was be, murdered in a hospital. Grace, and it Grace, was disgusting. Shara, Grace Shara. And when her dad, Scott, comes on oh. here um, and tells the story about how Grace was brutally murdered in the hospital, um, yeah. beautiful 18 year old girl with Down syndrome. And and they they got rid of her. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's the one. But this lets everybody know. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people around here that like they like to hear that because now we know you're like human. You're actually a person. No, it's more than that. Um, now we know that you're a part of God's bigger plan because he obviously sent you someone um, in, you know in, that in a great okay. in a great time of need of personal need to get you through that moment. And, um, it's, uh, he doesn't do that for everyone. So, you know, we, we believe there's, there's a lot of us, there's a lot of us here in this audience, um, that are a part of a bigger plan that we all, we all just get little pieces of here and there. It's not man's plan. It's not the deep state plan. It's not the Q plan. It's God's plan. And we all, we're, we're all watching for the signs and we're all coming together. I can't even tell you how many people that God has put in our path because we were supposed to meet them at a certain time for a certain reason. And it, it's, it's always come to light. Um, happens often when we travel actually but uh more I, often when we travel <laughs> but so far it's happening you know it happened last night absolutely you have no idea you know how many views you got last night glenn just to give you an idea just to give you an idea your this is how far your plan traveled last night just to give you an idea thirty-eight thousand people watched so five thousand more than normal it is five thousand more normal than what normally watch for us so your your plan got out there. There are people talking about it all over the place, asking, hey, is he going to come back and ask us, you know, what we're doing? Like, do we have to report somewhere? I mean, people, I think people want to do something. That's exactly it. And people want to do something. I, I think they the want issue a path is, of action. I think the issue is they lack the organization to do it. Mm -hmm. And they want an idea, just an idea. And like, as we've been discussing even earlier tonight and now, since John, you added your story, I, more people want to know, okay, so what do we do? And you've had a lot of people listening and I don't know, do I have you muted? I don't think I did. No, 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 I'm good. Am I supposed no. to talk? No, yeah. no, no, no. Absolutely. So, um, I, I, I you uncovered some other data to tell us about that. Yeah. So the what I'm I guess I'm known for. <clears throat> um, I got five hundred thousand unredacted death certificates from Massachusetts for the last eight years. If I, John, can I interrupt a second? Yeah, I, I just want to set the stage for people for you know where are we heading? What are we trying to tell you about? And John's going to give you some really strong reasons to head there with us. So our intent, uh, you've, if you look across countries, you look across industries, you look across professions, uh, nobody's aligned to save us it's it's got to be us and this is the theme we bring to the story of look around 
What do you see? You don't see anything, anybody out there that's ready to help and to bring humanity back from this, this abyss. And uh, so you got to think around, think of it and who else but you? When else than now? We need everyone to join. We don't, we don't want to put you at massive risk. We're going to give you some guidelines on what you can do and that you can do it within the scope of what you feel secure to, to do. But you need to engage and you need to do that at a local level where, where you can get together with people you can trust, where you, can, you know them because they've been in your community. You, knew, you know they're not infiltrators or trolls. Uh, that uh, it's, it's such a warm feeling to get together face to face with people and to compare things around town and to know you don't have to be guarded in your di dialogue. Uh, so that, that's, that's the core of it around organizing on a local basis. The first hill we're looking to take is to take down Pfizer. And, and the mechanism we think can, is most viable because they, they, they are powerful. They're being run through the oligarchs. Uh, so there's no direct way to go after them as a, a corporation, but one way they can't operate without their employees. And if we can encourage the employees to, to step away, that they, they don't want to be complicit with these murderers. They, they don't want to have that in their, in their mindset or, or in their, 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 their status. They don't want to destroy their soul and their, their, the, the, uh, their entire family's heritage. So uh, our, we're, we're suggesting there's three paths here. One is to become a whistleblower to help bring to light. Secondarily, if you can't, you don't think that's a, a level of strength you can have, then at least walk away from them as a company. Have some chance of redeeming your soul. And if for those that just have to say, we, we're sorry, there's not much hope for you. And, and uh, that is, <laughs> that's something I think we can all get behind because that's not hard to do. All you got to do and is have a backbone and walk away. Honestly, it, it, and it doesn't just have to be Pfizer. Yeah. Do it with any company that is that mandated the job. I did it with my job. I was, I ran a hotel. Um, I was a, the number two, I was the director of operations for one of the largest hotels in Savannah. And uh, I was there for nine years. I worked my way up from literally from answering the phones to being the director of operations and they mandated the jab and I told them no. And, um, the, the day that they put it into effect, October 20th of, 2021 or yeah, uh, 2022, 20, no, right, yeah. right after Joe's press conference. Yep. And, uh, 21. And, yeah. And they said that they were not accepting any religious exemptions because there were no aborted fetal lines in the jab, which was not true. Um, and didn't matter anyway. Uh, like personally, I think the jab just disconnects you from God at the genetic level. I think that qualifies for a religious exemption. Doesn't have anything to do with fetal lines in the jab. I don't believe in that either, but still. Um, and uh, and I told them I had a medical exemption. I've never had a vaccine. I wasn't about to start with this one. I'm allergic to all synthetic medications. They told me I could apply for it. And uh, and I told them I'm not even going to bother because I, I refuse to work for Nazis. I'm not going to work for a company that is trying to dictate that their employees take poison. No, I don't it, No, It wasn't just about me. And I took about... I took a lot of people with me when I walked um, and, and y'all can do it too. 
if your job is still requiring the jab or even encouraging the jab, just tell them no. Walk away. There are so many other jobs out there right now that are not requiring the jab or not encouraging the jab. Go work for a local business. Start your own company. But stop supporting the companies, any company that mandates that employees take poison. Yeah. Period. Anyway, I'll, I'll, one, that's my rant for the evening. Well, one other quick linkage to, to John, and John is in Massachusetts, and, and this is the, the core, the starting point for the U.S. of religious freedom with the Massachusetts colony uh, yeah. and its breakaway mm -hmm. from both the church and, and its uh, having r religious in independence to be core to its evolution and all of its rules and the getting all of that written into both the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And so we here's that's another tactic that we'll be talking to you about. How do we charge Massachusetts and make a difference there? Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so John, John your, please continue your research. Sir. <laughs> we apologize. Oh, no, don't apologize. <clears throat> we, we can take this anywhere you want. I mean, I got thrown out of law school at 56 years old for not getting the vaccine. <laughs> So I, I, uh, I sued the law school in state court over a contract breach. <laughs> and uh, I sued the governor, the public health commissioner, the chief medical examiner, and four individual medical examiners for fraud on public records being death certificates in federal court. Did you win? I just filed my opposition memorandum uh, two hours ago. Oh, shit. Okay. So, that that's the last thing that happens before I get dismissed, which is highly likely, but um, it's, it's an interesting opposition memorandum. I took the opportunity because it's a legal brief and I can put in facts and points of law. It's not a petition. It's not a complaint. It's not a motion. <clears throat> so I put in whatever I wanted to put in. And I, not only did I make a case for standing to stay in court and get the discovery, but I added two more things. I added, um, uh, that they have, uh, they, they've shown, they have notice of deliberate indifference to death, meaning they're murderers. Mm -hmm. so I drew a case for them being murderers. And then the last thing I gave them, um, I explained certain, my understanding, plaintiff's understanding of certain points of law <clears throat> with regard to grand juries and how the judge could impanel a grand jury to investigate the governor and the public health commissioner and the entire uh, executive branch of the government of Massachusetts, and then maybe take it to the the, uh, the federal executive branch. I also explained that um, considering that the attorney general is basically a traitor and captured, that the, <clears throat> the acting attorney general that would be put in his place to pick a special counsel also can't be trusted. And therefore, the grand jury should be able to, and there's nothing against this in the law, so the judge should tell them, choose your own uh, advisor, because there has to be an advisor to the grand jury. It's usually a U.S. attorney. So I said, judge, you can tell them to choose their own. And that could be some old retired U.S. prosecutor from a bygone era that actually follows the Constitution that would advise the grand jury to then investigate the state and Pfizer and Moderna, and it goes wherever they want after that. And I said, uh, the third thing uh, on that one was, and by the way, judge, tell them that it doesn't matter that they're not going to uh, indict anyway. Even if they came up with a true bill out of the grand jury, the U.S. DOJ under this administration would never indict. 
well, let's leave it as a presentment. And there's no statute of limitations on murder. So the presentment will sit there um, in perpetuity until somebody picks it up and wants to prosecute in another administration down the line. And I want there, I wanted there to be a report coming out of the grand jury unsealed so that the public knows what happened. And now I'll get into the data as to what happened. <clears throat> so what I have is the only uh, robust, unredacted data set in the world where I can tell you what people died from, who they were, and all that. I got their first names, middle names, last names. I got their parents' names, where the parents are from, the medical examiner's name, license number, office address. I got everything. I can tell you somebody who died from uh, uh, cardiac arrest and cardiac arrhythmia, but not COVID, and whose father's name was Thomas. So nobody in the world can do that. I got lucky. You know, I'm not nothing special. I'm probably in the 1%. I'm certainly not in the 0.1% of intelligence. But having this database, I got it through a public records request. It allowed me to think like an engineer and look for signals. And in looking for signals, I was able to find what happened at the margins. Once you strip away what's normal, and what's normal I found from 2015 through 2019, Okay, if 2015 through 2019 is normal, then what happened in 2020 and 2021 and 2022, I look, I strip away what is normal and what is left over is the signal. That is what happened as a result of happenings in 2021 and 22. And so um, I'll just cut to the chase. 2020 was a, a year of excess respiratory deaths, tons of pneumonia. Uh, COPD, ARDS. Now, all of a sudden, and, and by the way, that was like 81-year-old average, and it happened seasonally. As soon as uh, late March came around, it turned off like a seasonal trigger. Boom. No deaths, no COVID, gone. Just like you would expect from a seasonal virus. So then 21 rolls around. You strip away what's normal. What's left was everything to do with the blood, and the uh, circulatory system. So decodes, I-codes, uh, th these are codes that they use on death certificates. I'll just say uh, acute post-hemorrhagic anemia is through the roof. Thrombocytopenia is through the roof. Cardiac arrest, cardiac arrhythmia, pulmonary embolism, you know, clots in your lungs, clots in your heart. Um, and it took me a while to find the, the stroke signals. I have a whole separate presentation I did on strokes. That took me about nine months because I just didn't want to deal with it. It's not in the I-codes like one would expect. Let me ask you real quick, John. Did uh, words like thrombocytopenia just roll off your tongue before the jab rolled out? Because I know it didn't roll off of mine, but it does now. Yeah, no, I, I knew everything. I'm an electrical engineer. Thrombocytopenia? We, no, I, I didn't know any of this stuff. I had no idea. I had nothing. I, I had to learn all this stuff. We've learned so much in the last few years. I spent three and a half hours with a medical examiner on the phone uh, well, over Zoom, going over hundreds, maybe a thousand death certificates with the uh, with the medical examiner who, uh, I'll just say it was Boston medical examiner. And I learned that, <coughs> excuse me, during that, that, so it was an eight to nine week period, mid-March to mid-June. Now, Massachusetts is different than everywhere else in the country. Every place has to be examined and analyzed on its own. Massachusetts is similar to New York, New Jersey, but it's different from uh, Michigan or Florida or Louisiana. Everything's different. So what I can tell you what happened in Massachusetts. COVID was about eight weeks. 
That's about it. As far as calling it a pandemic, it was about eight weeks. There were people that died from COVID in the winter of uh, 2021 and then 21, 22. Most of those are vaccinated, actually. But um, it, it did come with a second wave, which was very small. So you've got an eight-week pandemic. What'd they die from? Um, like I told you, in that first year, it was respiratory. Then it was blood-related. Uh, oh, and the cancers. Everybody talks about the cancers being up. Well, the overall cancer signal isn't up at all. But when I started looking at cancers by individual ICD-10 codes, lymph node cancer, marrow cancer, and uh, B-cell lymphocytic leukemia are through the roof. Mm -hmm. Those are blood-related. You know, your, your marrow creates uh, white cells, red cells, and platelets. So everything associated with the blood is getting hammered. You, you have platelet dysregulation, and, and therefore you've got your thrombocytopenia there. <clears throat> and as far as the strokes, let me just finish that one. Uh, they were all jammed in the nervous system under G codes. I, that's why I didn't find them under I codes in the circulatory system. I always thought strokes, well, it's either a clotting stroke, ischemic, or a, a bleeding stroke, a hemorrhagic stroke. Don't forget, too, blood also creates T cells, B cells, and the uh, ever-loving C cells that are also huge in our bloodstream that also protect us from things like cancer, by the way, that um, most of COVID, the vaccine actually kills by the way, just in case you were wondering, just throwing it out. No, you're, you're absolutely right. So when I say white cells, that includes all those. You know, it's, uh, you got your monocytes and your T cells and your B cells and your photo or phages, whatever. I'm not, gonna, I'm not a biologist. But, uh, Phages sites, yes. And they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're the C, they're the C sites. Yeah, there's just so many. Um, uh, and I'm not a biologist, but but you're, and, you're and absolutely are, right. Are, are honestly are not very... Um, up on the immune system. There's very few that are. I mean, the immune system is such a complex system. They're still finding systems in our body now that they didn't know about. Um, just recently, that the system between your skin and your blood is the second largest system in your body. And um, they're only just discovering it. Yeah, yeah so. that new organ. They call it the new organ they mm -hmm. found, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like all, yeah, I, yeah. I, that was a while ago. Yeah, so um, they, they have no idea. Yeah, but uh, Mick was right in, in what he said, exactly, because the, the, the your, your immune system's getting hammered. It just It's basically turning off, and you, everybody gets cancer cells all the time. Your body clear, cleans them up. As you get older, you lose the ability to clean them up, and so older people get cancer more. But what's happening now is it's, it's just turning off the system. So that's why you hear about these turbo cancers. Everybody's getting these turbo cancers. But where would, where would it happen first? It's where I would expect. It's in the codes that I found, C77.9 I mean, and C79.5. Who cares what the numbers are? It's marrow cancer and lymph node cancer. How many people do you know get sore armpits after they get the shot? It drains down to the lymph and it screws up the lymph. And now all of a sudden you, you're dying from lymph cancer and you're dying in five weeks instead of five years. It's really hammering people. Um, so the, the age also dropped to 65 from 81. Um, the average age of COVID in 2021 was 75.8. So if the average age of excess death is 65, how do you comport that with it? That means it's not COVID that's responsible for lowering the age of excess death. You what, say, well, 
Wait a minute. Go go back. Say that again. Because what you said right there is so important. Say that again. Say what yep. you just said again. So the 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 marginal excess deaths that occurred during 2021, that's like not expected. So when you strip away what's normal, what's left over. And and that age that the calculation is it's 59 to 69. So I say 65. Okay. But the average age of COVID during that time was 75.8. So COVID cannot be responsible for people dying at younger ages. They're dying from pulmonary emboli and cardiac arrhythmia in their sleep, 40, 50 years old. I mean, I, it, Glenn will tell you, I mean, I can go through the names of people. It's painful. You know, a seven-year-old girl, I'm not going to say her name, seven-year-old girl gets injected within five. So because that's the data side. Um I probably don't have to go over the data. Oh, one more thing I want to mention about the data. And that's, I'm going to be on Scott's uh, thing on Tuesday, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, so remdesivir and uh, acute renal failure is the big, biggest signal of anything, uh, of substantial numbers. Yep. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know what your audience is like, but am I free to talk about stuff? Yeah. Talk about you, anything, talk about you, anything want. you want. We have no, no rules. No rules. There's one. There's one that's so low in numbers, but I had never heard about it in my life. I didn't conceive of it. Like, you got to be kidding me. What is this? Is this a joke? Penis cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. No, yeah. no, we it's talked fun. about that. It, well, you did. <laughs> we came up with a song called Great Balls of Pfizer. Um, <laughs> because there's been a thing going around where there was a basketball player. There was player a basketball player from Louisiana. who woke up from his he, neck. Yes, yes. yes. And balls had exploded. exploded. Yes. And I, and I said, well, as far as penis cancer goes, I don't talk about it because the numbers are so low, but it tripled or it's just, it, it's like comparatively to, to prior to COVID vaccines. It's really high, but uh, but I don't count it. But still, I mentioned it to you guys. You seem pretty cool, so it's real. It's real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a real thing. Yes. <laughs> All right. So really back, to, back to the biggest one that's kind of a real thing, and it's in the thousands and thousands, which is acute renal failure. Yep. From run now, death is near. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, now, most of the uh, researchers around the country, I'll just say around the world, they get they get uh, bundled data from, say, the CDC uh, or another country or whatever. CDC will give you renal failure data. And um, one guy was like, wow, it's up 20%. I'm like, you know what? 20% is high. That's up very high. But let me separate chronic from acute. So chronic was going down, acute was going up. The reason chronic was going down in 2021 was because 8,800 excess people died in nine weeks in Massachusetts, which screwed up the rest of the data. They call it a Simpsons paradox. Yep. When you look at a signal, there's nothing there, but you separate it and you see two signals that oppose and cancel each other. Yep. So chronic was going down because people can't die twice. They yep. already died. Absolutely. Yep. So because chronic went down, acute went up, it, was, it only showed a 20% increase. Now, when I separated them, acute is up 100%. Mm-hmm. Now that's not 20 extra deaths or that's 1,840 excess acute renal failure deaths in Massachusetts alone in the last two years. They murdered 1,840 people in two now, years. Have that's, you looked that's, at, that's, have that's you looked somebody at, who majored in statistics have you in looked college. Multi-system organ failure. That's, uh, 
multi-system organ failure. That's another yeah, that's, one. That's big. that's big. Yeah. Yeah. I see that all the time. Yeah. Multi-system or where all of your organs collapse all at once. It, it happened to my uncle. My aunt is still torn up about it. Um, he was diabetic and uh, she was trying to control it. She was a, a nurse. Um, and basically his doctor said they wouldn't treat him unless he got the jab and she didn't want it, but they, they got it. And within two weeks he died of multi-system organ failure. Cause yeah. once it's never shut down, everything else I, shut I, down. The whole right thing. After that. And, and then she started doing research and she found um, here in Georgia, they they had a, 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 it was like a two hundred and fifty percent increase in multi system organ failure in nursing homes um, after the jab rolled out. So uh, and I, don't quote me on that data. I'm, you know, uh, I haven't done the the math or the statistics myself. That was just what she saw anecdotally, um, looking at nursing homes in in her area. Uh, but all these people died from multi system organ failure. So yeah, that's another one. So yeah, it's okay. huge. They, they're murdering people still to this day with remdesivir. A guy called me up driving it from the Cape to Worcester to see his dad at a hospital. He's in his nineties, and uh, he said, "Yeah, I'll give you a call when I get there." He calls me up. He says they got remdesivir written on the board. I said, "You know what to do? Get him off it. Yell at the doctor." He said, "Yeah, I got it." He got him off, and uh, his father he got him off like right away, and his father walked out in a week. So mm -hmm. he, he, would, he wouldn't have walked out of there if he was on remdesivir. They're literally murdering people. They know. Yeah. They, they have the mens rea, the scienter, the knowledge that they're killing people. They're doing it anyway for the money. Yep. Uh, so uh, let's see. I covered all that. Now, you know, more important is the people. So I, I, I correlated the death certificates with VAERS reports. You know, it's female, female, you know, same age, same date of death. And then I look, well, they both had cerebral palsy or they both they both died from they, they had something unique, uh, cerebellar tonsillar uncle herniation. You know, when are you going to see that? I don't even know what it is. It's some kind of stroke. Um, so the ones that I correlated and these are in my exhibit F, which is 123 pages of hard evidence uh, sworn to in federal court. It's in my case. So exhibit F in my case is where you'll find a lot of this information. I, I summarized about 110 pages or so for the judge and put them in the first 10 pages. So the first 10 pages are summaries. I'll just, let me run, I'll do it in my head. Page four, um, it's got columns, it's got SFN numbers, so that's a unique number for somebody who died. It's got their ages, and I'll tell you, most of them are 50s and 60s. There's like an 84 and there's a 47, and maybe uh I guess 76, but most of them are in their 50s and 60s. And then I've got from vaccine to onset of symptoms, how much time, and then what they died from. So the list goes something like one day cardiac arrest, one day cardiac arrest, two days pulmonary embolism, one day cardiac arrhythmia, pulmonary embolism, cardiac arrhythmia, cardiac arrest, uh, thrombocytopenia, over and over and over again, one day, two days, five minutes, the guy didn't get out of the clinic. I got a whole page full of them. It's all hard evidence. They, they, these people all died from the vaccine. They're all covered up. They never write the vaccine. Uh, I shouldn't say never because I found one. Uh, hmm. There was one single death certificate out of 500,000 that had vaccine codes on it. Then I go to a conference and you got lawyers and doctors both are saying there are no codes for, for vaccine deaths, for the COVID vaccine deaths. So we can't put it on the death certificate. That's, that's wrong. I mean, it's just a mistake. I know they mean well. They're on our side. They're misinforming everybody. Y590 means death from viral vaccine. T881 means 
Other complications from immunization elsewhere not classified. They can Which use would have to be the one they would have to because it. I get technically the mRNA vaccines are not viral vaccines, right? They're not. Wow. They're not attenuated vaccines. Maybe J and J is, but uh, um, Pfizer and Pfizer Moderna, and Moderna are, are not. So, is, so, so that what would, does viral vaccine mean? I thought it was a vaccine for a virus. Mm, <laughs> so, a viral vaccine is an attenuated vaccine. Which means it's grown made, from a virus. Made from the virus itself. It's separated I, from the virus itself as a T-cell breaker. And that's how it's used in the human body. So we, I, you, I, I, I think you're, you're slicing and dicing, Lynn. And and it could be semantics, you know, one way or the other, but that's the argument that they can use as to why they can't use that code. Okay. Well, it's so, not a viral vaccine, right? But, these are their these are their excuses. I just like to play devil's advocate. So get it. no, I get it. But there are what happens with these codes is they make a hierarchy where some are more specific than others. Mm-hmm. And they say like a dot nine, they'll just say is unspecified. Mm-hmm. Um the T881 uh, complications from immunization elsewhere not classified would absolutely no be appropriate. It's abs- yeah, it's like there's a barrel of apples that says apples. I have a Macintosh. Oh, I can't throw it in the apple barrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of what we're talking about. So the, the point is um, that they are committing fraud of omission by not writing the vaccine as a cause of death when they know damned well it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have all, I have all these. And then I go into individuals like, you know, the seven-year-old girl I mentioned. Um, she reacted within five minutes, started throwing up, uh, threw up for eight to 10 hours. So they wait a couple of weeks, they give her the second dose. So then she gets abdominal pain, spikes 103 fever, and she's dead uh, four and a half days after the injection. They killed her. Absolutely. What do you, what do you think they wrote on the death certificate? COVID. They said she died of COVID. COVID. They said she died of COVID, and all the parents in Massachusetts ran out and got their kids vaccinated for COVID. Of course. And then down down the road from her, twenty miles, um, maybe, maybe it's thirty. And anyway, it's still northern Massachusetts. It's still eastern northern Massachusetts. Thirty year old high school teacher goes to get vaccinated. She gets a headache within hours. Goes to the ER. Her headache's so bad. You ever go to the ER for a headache? I haven't. I mean, some people do, but uh, they sent her home. She went back again. They sent her home with a migraine, said, take some Tylenol. She didn't recognize her sister. So then she goes in. They cut a hole in her head to relieve the pressure, which won't work because the clots are all through her head. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's paralyzed in half her body, slips into a coma, goes brain dead within a few days. And then uh, two weeks later, they pull the plug. And of course, they write on her death certificate, she died of COVID because she had COVID four and a half months earlier. Um, Two weeks before her, uh, before she got injected, I should say, four weeks before she died, um, 62-year-old woman gets the shot, gets a headache, has a stroke, dies. Five weeks after uh, the 30-year-old teacher, a 17-year-old girl gets injected, has headaches so bad, she goes to her primary care physician twice. But the headache resolved, so they gave her the second shot. She had a stroke and died, 17 years old. So you got three women in three months dying from three strokes. You got the Harvard Medical College, Beth Israel Deaconess Hospital, writing a brief report about six pages about Brianna, the 30-year-old. So they write the report about her. The title of the report is 
fatal post-COVID mRNA vaccine-associated cerebral ischemia. They're telling you in the title she died from the stroke and it was the vaccine was causal. Yeah. And they yeah. go on in every paragraph to say, talk about uh, thromboses, all the clots. They get down to the second to last paragraph and they say, well, it wasn't, it, this is an ischemic stroke. I, I think I told you the title. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so they say, but this wasn't a CVST stroke, which there are several reports from this vac the COVID-19 vaccines. And this wasn't a thrombocytopenia uh, type of stroke, which is frequent, frequent. Okay, so you got several reports and you get frequent. Guess what Diane died from two weeks earlier? COVID. A acute, nope, acute cranial, <laughs> acute cranial <laughs> hemorrhage. In the, I fooled you on that one. Acute cranial <laughs> hemorrhage in the setting of thrombocytopenia. Guess what Eden died from? A CVST stroke. They oh, were mentioned as frequent in several reports in the report about Brianna, who died between the other two, two weeks earlier and five weeks later. And then you know what they write in the summary? Because everybody only reads summaries. It's extremely rare. Of course it is. And they also wrote that, you know, we've looked at VARES, we've been monitoring VARES, and it's really important that everybody monitor VARES. Guess what they didn't do? Monitor VARES or report it to VARES. Exactly. They didn't report her to VARES. No, no. Why okay, would they? have a legal duty to do it. So and they they, I mean, they scrubbed, they scrubbed half of the VARES reports anyway. So, um, yeah. I've got, got a friend who, uh, 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 well, he's not, a, he's not, uh, it's not a friend of mine. It's a friend of a buddy of mine. He told me about it. Uh, guy unfortunately committed suicide. He's a veteran, committed suicide. Wife got his death certificate, got his death certificate, died from COVID. He killed Good himself. Time. Got nine grand for the funeral. Oh yeah, that they pay her extra if, if they allow if because we talked to uh, Ernesto Ramirez, whose son um, Ernesto Jr. Uh, died from the jab, and they I, they see the I believe it was the CDC mm -hmm. um, approached him yeah. to change his death certificate, and they were going to pay him to say yeah. that he died from COVID instead of the jab. Um, it, AOC it, bragged about it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There was a a kid. Last year, and our son also, our older son goes to a, a Catholic school, private Catholic military school. Actually, you're describing your son, and it kind of reminds me of our son, who I'm currently teaching to drive. God help us both. Um, he's 16. So, yeah. Um, and he's been driving his dad's pickup truck and or my my truck or whatever. And it's, uh, it's scary. But last year, I picked him up from school, and and he was like 20 minutes late and he was on the rifle team and he was 20 minutes late coming out of rifle practice. And, uh, and I was like, buddy, what's, what's going on? Like, why are you so late? Like, you know, I, I gotta get home. I got a show to do. Like we're going to be sitting in traffic. I'm barely going to make it in. And he said, I'm sorry, mom, we were praying. Uh, okay. What were you praying for? We were playing, praying for a kid on the football team who dropped from a heart attack. He was 15 um still alive he made it they did compressions on him for 20 minutes 35 uh 20 minutes until the ambulance got there Correct. and then another 15 in the ambulance to get to the hospital which is right around the corner but traffic's horrible um and uh and he is still alive with reduced cognitive function um he'll certainly never play football again um and and then and i mean and that's just one of them and the entire i mean the, the 
the entire rifle team, the entire football team was just sitting there actively praying for him. Um, and so then our, our younger son who was homeschooled last year, but this year he went to school, he moved to a new area and he need, needed to make some friends here. So we put him in school. Of course, we did so much in homeschool last year that he's already done all of the work for this year. We did two years in one year. So now he's just making friends and he's not allowed to raise his hand anymore because he knows all the answers. Um, but uh, he's telling me that, well, there's a kid, an eight-year-old who had a stroke on the school bus last year. An eight-year-old had a stroke on the school bus. Yeah. We never heard about it. But, yeah. uh, we had a 12-year-old in August. 12-year-old Amaya, she had a stroke and died um, in August of 2022. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Albert Benavides found. He, I told him, just send me what you got from Massachusetts. He sends me a record. It was put in seven months late into VARES. So he sends it to me. I'm like, this is from August. So it, they, they waited until uh, February to put it into VARES. And she died from a stroke within um, a few weeks of the vaccine, 12 years old. What 12 year old drive, dies of a stroke? Um, and then uh, we got a, we got 11 year old boy in um, Bellingham, Mass. His mother got him boosted. I'm trying to do the right thing because she's propagandized by the, uh, the public health department of Massachusetts. Gets the kid boosted. The chest pains, trouble breathing, Boston Children's Hospital, ventilator, died, donated heart, pulled it out of his chest, full of clots. His heart was full of clots at 11 years old. 11-year-olds don't get clots. No. They're murdering kids. I mean, this is why I got the lawsuit going. Um, you know, <laughs> you should you should read the, uh, the filing I just made. It's... Um, you know, uh, I'll be surprised if I'm here among the uh, the free people next week. <laughs> These people are murderers, and I called them out, and we'll see what hey, happens. If you want to share it before you go to jail, we do do a uh, we do have a. Uh, I think he's more concerned about getting killeried than he is about going to jail. Well, I, I got people that can help you with that too. I'm just letting you know. I, I I do know some people that know some stuff about that stuff you don't want to know about. So. Just saying. Anyway. Yeah, it's a public um, filing, so anybody can look it up. But, I mean, I can tell you. Um, go for it. Glenn, what's up? So we're, we're getting toward the tail, and we've promised uh, to give some people instruction. So if I could yes. take a few minutes on that. By all means, now, please. Th this is going to be just verbal right here. Uh, our whole team is going to be back for a long show on Monday, and uh, we'll bring with us a lot more documentation. Uh, but in, in simple terms, our, our real goal is to have people get out and get connected and uh, to start taking the action. And the first, the first hill that we're looking to, to, to go on is, is with Pfizer. And the mechanism we want to do is to undercut their entire employment force. If all the workers leave, there'll be nothing left to keep the, the company running. And uh, so as part of that, uh, we want, everybody that has an opinion on this topic to to be thinking about that opinion and be ready to share it share it with whatever scope you're comfortable with do it in in voicemail do it in phone calls do it in walking down the street and talking uh one of the common ways of of getting a dialogue going for somebody you don't know what their actual position is ask them how do you feel about the covid booster shot even if some people were heavily in favor and, and they're glad they got the first set, at this point, nobody is anxious to go for the booster. 
Everybody has, has, has been infected, knows that the, the shots don't protect them from being infected, got infected and mostly lived through it. So why would they keep taking something that doesn't work? So that, that's a, a nice neutral question. And, and let them talk. Let them tell you what their opinion is. And, and then you can start to share. And uh, if they're on a borderline, you can, you can give them the kind of truth, the kind of truth we're trying to bring forward. And you can collect them to your side. And then you can start forming these teams. We call them uh, pods, uh, anywhere from four to 12 people that, that feel are in a common and local community. And therefore, at any moment they want to, they can gather and they can join and they can speak face to face where they don't have to worry about somebody tapping their phone or their email or their Zoom call. Uh, it's really fulfilling to to have that trust without without worry of something's going to happen because of the person I'm talking to. So we think it's a wonderful way for people to get back their humanity uh, and, and feeling good socially with others. Um, but more importantly, it starts to build our our army. So we have a way of, of fighting back. And and that first hill for us to take is is to say we want to encourage all Pfizer employees to walk away from their company, to do that in two ways, to either stay and, and, and be a whistleblower and collect information that can, can lead to their prosecution uh, or just plain leave. And uh, uh, so there's two paths for that. One is that people do your own video, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, wherever you like. If you, you feel, feel strongly and you wanna share it, send it here to the Patriot Party podcast. We'll so play it. so that, that they'll play it and they'll, they'll show the world. And, and we want individual opinions. We want authentic stories because that's what, what lives with people, not, not just piles and piles of facts. Uh, secondarily, here's the next thing. We need you to start uh, doing searches. Just, just do a, 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 a DuckDuckGo or even a Google search on where is there a Pfizer uh, operation near me? Because part of our interest is we're going to start going to those. We're going to take our prayer circles and we're either going to walk around their their facilities, or if we're big enough circles, we're going to circle them, and and we're going to pray to that their soul be saved, and uh, and that they choose to to leave that company so so it can collapse. Uh, so uh, also anybody that finds one near them, send that here through to the Patriot Party podcast over mm -hmm. the next couple of days. Let's talk about it on Monday, and we'll we'll give you a lot more detail around how to organize that. Uh, third, we want we want Massachusetts to be a focal area. We want to take back our some of the place of our original religious freedom, the place of Paul Revere, the place of all the patriots in Massachusetts that stood up yeah. for us. That's a place we need to focus. So we're we're saying think about what what you're doing in the next couple of weeks. If you're interested in being part of a convoy and heading to Eastern Mass. We think we can make a difference and we can make an impact there. And we'll give you a lot more details on, on how that could be executed on Monday also. Not only that, the reason for Eastern Mass, just in case you're all wondering, it's not just because of Paul Revere. It's not just because of Benjamin Franklin. It's not just because of everything that took place in the Tea Party and everything else in Boston. But also it is because it is the headquarters of Moderna and Pfizer. That's the big part. Their U.S. headquarters are in Massachusetts. And more, even more interesting, uh, uh, both both of the campuses there in Cambridge are 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 part of a uh, larger MIT uh, environment. Uh, mm -hmm. Those their buildings are like three or four blocks away from each other. 
And yet we have the perfect reason to be there because MIT is desperate for our son. He's a freaking genius. Um, he really is. He's a computer genius. He's a sophomore. He's taken like five AP classes as a sophomore. And um, he built his first computer when he was nine. So MIT is desperate for him. And I said, absolutely not, because they require a booster. Um, but uh doesn't mean we can't go and do a tour and protest at the same time. <laughs> yes. And, and even if we jam up all the roads, other people can still get there through the, the T and the subway system. So yeah. we can get people in and it's not a, an area that they can constrain general access to. Um, I, I do want to say when you're recruiting people in your local area, go for the low hanging fruit. Do not don't don't push people. Some people are so stuck in the jabs. Some people are literally just taking them out of spite at this point. Like my dad. Yeah. And my dad has taken five shots and I swear to God he's doing it out of spite because he's trying to prove me wrong. And yet every time he does it, he gets some new ailment. And this was an incredibly healthy engineer. Um, and, uh, and he started taking those jabs and, and he won't stop and there's nothing I can say or do that will change his mind. So I'm not even going to try at this point. So, you know, when you're out there talking to people, if they're absolutely adamant, don't, don't try and change their minds. You're looking for people that are like-minded, the ones that are not just on the fence, but or maybe asking a question on, on our side, right? The ones that have been injured or have family that have been injured or killed those, those that's good. Low hanging fruit right there. If they can admit it to themselves, um, yeah. it's There's getting so many people right. available. Move on. Try another contact. Exactly. If you're, if you're confronted, don't pick a fight. That's what they want. They want yeah. to induce you into a fight and they'll claim that you started it. Walk away. Come back tomorrow come back the day after there's plenty of time plenty of people uh we're completely on the side of truth they're completely on the side of of lies uh and and, and it's not just that we we feel good about doing it for ourselves we want to help save their souls also yes absolutely agreed yeah you're right real cute boy the npcs can't be saved so um like i said last night only 30 percent of the people actually have a running commentary in their head outside of when they're actively engaged in something. So, um, you know, 70% of the population are NPCs. We, we don't need them. We don't want them. So oh, one other thing I had to mention relative to John, um, the kind of things he did in Massachusetts can be repeated anywhere in the world where, where the local environment will allow access to their death certificates. Well, you can't look. Well, you can. There's no rights that extend to you in death. So death certificates don't have special rights. And and any any legislature, uh, any governor, any health system in any state can make those available. And John has the capability to work with that data and rapidly show you exactly the same results as as occurred in in uh, in Massachusetts. And we challenge we challenge, we challenge especially the, the red states. Get some, get some guts, get out there and, and outlaw the vaccines for children. If, if you don't think you can get that through as a bill, then get it through as a resolution. Make it clear that this is wrong 
and the more if if you don't make a get to a point if you don't call out your 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 uh, your politicians uh for the fact that they get so much funding money from from uh from farmer in general and, and virtually every politician in 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 a state or a federal level has gotten money from pfizer you know the uh think about how many times you hear that phrase brought to you by pfizer well that's what's happened to our our politicians and we have to call them out for that they have to come back to humanity and and the schools too if your school is mandating if your kid's school is mandating or encouraging a COVID jab, which now that they've put it on the childhood vaccine schedule, a lot of these states are coming down saying, oh no, your, your kid needs to get the jab to go to school. Pull them out, homeschool them. There, I guarantee you there's already a homeschool co-op in your area. There's a micro school, there's something. You can make it work. The great thing about homeschool is your kids don't have to be sitting at the kitchen table from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. You can do homeschool in the evening. It literally takes four hours a day and they learn twice as much as they do in public school. But the thing is, if your child is not in public school, the school is not getting money from the state who is not getting money from the federal government. And you let them know that the reason that you're pulling your child from school is because of the jab. You get all these child, they want their money. You start pulling kids out of school because of the jab, they want their money. They will take roll that back. They will take that away. And that's, I mean, then because they want their money. They want the kids back in school so they can indoctrinate them. If they have to do that by taking away the jab, they're going to do it. Um, but you have to force it. And you force that, then again, you're taking money from big pharma. So anyway, as a parent, that's where well, I come from. It, that's certainly an, an option. Uh, another element to consider is that for for many families, it, it, it isn't. And, and so a, a different kind of option is to say you, you're gathering. You're going to your uh, school board meetings and you're saying, I'm here under the First Amendment's petition uh, uh, clause. And uh, petition clause of the, of the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment require that you be capable of presenting a grievance and asking for a redress. So your grievances, you guys are allowing my kids to die and 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 that's affecting my ability to even consider you as a school we the citizens we want you to outlaw any any kind of mandate or recommendation of the of the shots for for children and and press it forward and so what you're doing there is you're saying uh, my grievance is you're killing my children my redress is that you you adopt a resolution that says we will take do no actions to encourage any type of vaccines associated with our school system can i offer uh, another another option Thanks. i have a series of videos on civil disobedience <clears throat> moms especially try to protect their kids from confrontation they don't want their kids to be the ones singled out but if you want to raise strong kids you tell them no i'm not going to wear a mask now I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk in this school and I'm going to sit down in my chair. I'm going to go to class. You put a hand on me, it's battery. You call the police to do that. I'll tell the police then they're personally liable because I'm not breaking any laws. There's a way to do it legally. Um, you know, kids in the 60s knew how to do it. We've lost the ability because we have a bunch of sheep, not yep. just the kids, the parents too. 
Parents are a bunch of sheep. I don't want my child to be the only one sitting out. I had to pay two grand for a lawyer because seven years ago, my son tried to paint over the rainbow crosswalk at the high school. He was, he was on the news in like six states. Uh, hate crime happened in Medfield, Massachusetts. Yeah, hate crime. You got to be kidding me. Just because um, they hate it doesn't make it a hate crime. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Um, yeah, we still <laughs> talk about it. But um, yeah, Rainbow Crosswalk. They were they, they, they flew in two lesbians to have an, uh, an assembly of 10 and 11, 12 and 13 year olds to teach them how, about LGBTQ stuff. That's how woke my town is. This is seven years ago. Crazy. So anyway, um, civil disobedience is, is something the kids have to learn. They need to learn to stand up to adults that are abusing them. And that's what's happening. They're being abused, whether it's a mask or, you know, arrows on the floors and plexiglass and all the other BS. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just wanted to put, put my plug for civil disobedience there. We're, we're all about do not comply in any way, shape or form. So anyway, another element here, Lynn, is we're, we're still, we're still getting rolling in all of this. If they see some things that, that they view as weaknesses, please give us your feedback. We want to improve this. We want to get it uh, so it's 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 more reusable and and more rapidly expandable, and, and that we can reach the maximum number of people as quickly as possible. And maybe the the two of you guys don't understand this, but uh, we are the uh, one of the things I love about the show. One of the things uh, we we love to talk about is we are the yin and yang. Um, honestly, of everything that is going on right now, because we're she still wants to do this stuff. And I agree. I, I, my only other option is the way I want to do it. My way is not the way everybody else wants to do it because my way is brute force and nobody likes brute force. So to avoid that, I will humor, although I disagree. Um, I, I think the corruption is, way, I, I think the corruption is way too far. I, I think we have blown way through every stop sign that we could have stopped this train derailing it, we had derailers we blew through the derailers the train's traveling too fast now um i i, I want to believe i want to be long for this country i fought for this country i've died twice for this country i believe there's still a chance for this country um however the way the pushback that has come from both sides, to be honest with you, not just liberal, not just Republican, both sides. Neither side wants to listen right now. We're past talking. They have they've told their side to arm up. I've heard that. I've heard that on three different occasions. Everybody wants to ignore it. Oh, no, no, that didn't happen because we're still playing by these gentlemen rules. I don't believe the gentlemen rules still apply. And I think it's time we start taking the gloves off because I, I'm sorry. They are killing kids like you both have. You have showed us tonight. You have explained that they are killing our children. I, I'm sorry. I don't know of another reason, a better reason why I should stand back up for this country and say, well, wait a minute. There's a problem here. You are killing our kids now. Now I'm not going to fight for somebody else in a foreign country that will never remember me. No, now I'm going to fight for the people that I live around, the people that live around me. I am fighting for them now. It's not about another country. This is about this country and protecting our own. When you start killing our kids, I'm sorry. I've got a problem with that. And I, I draw a line in the sand. And once I've drawn that line, I've already 
stepped across it, then anything else that happens at that point, I'll leave it to you guys because uh, I'm still remaining peaceful because of people like you who have shown me that there is a chance for that still. I um, I love what you said. And um, I'll just, I'm not a military guy, but my career was in, you know, taking $40,000 worth of trainings and how to manipulate people. And one thing, you never go uh, frontal against an overwhelming force, right? Uh, you, you, you can take them into a flank or a fragment, multi-point choke point, but you, you don't, you don't go straight at them when they have, the, they have the money, they have the power, they have the messaging, the communication systems. We don't have any of that shit. So <clears throat> when you come up with strategies and how to beat them, and of course we will beat them. It's just the number of bodies are going to be piled up before we beat them because God will win. We will win. Yep. Um, just anyway, I'm talking too much. If you ever want to talk offline, I'd be happy to talk to you. No, 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 no. I, I'm listening because I, I agree. I think there's something else we can do. I've just not been able to put my finger on it. And the only other thing I can think of is not the way that everybody else wants to go right now. So I'm trying to listen to everybody's opinion and get a good idea. And tell, that's I'm, not true. There's a lot of people that want to go that way, but we have made it very clear that we are not going to start it. No, no, we're not. So. Uh, not in Texas revival toward 23, his glory. Yep. This particular tour stop occurred last Saturday in Eastern Tech, East, East, uh, Eastern Texas, just east of, of Dallas. Uh, they've spent, uh, it is a, a, a very spiritually orientated uh, day long event with singers and, and speakers of, of high quality. Uh, they've been uh, editing it all week and they will be on tomorrow. In, on many different uh, sites, including, I think, Cloud Hut. Uh, and so anytime you want, just do a, a Google or a DuckDuckGo search on His Glory, and you should be able to find three or four different sites that are playing that tomorrow. I encourage you, everyone to listen in. Okay, dope. Yeah, great information. A lot of like-minded people, um, because I think the, the great the great revival is going to be happening. It has been happening right alongside the great awakening. And, uh, you know, or maybe they're both the same. I mean, they are very much one and the same, but um, <clears throat> one leads to the other. So anyway, either way, that's yeah. why we bring you guys on. You got it. That's why you guys I'm going to stay in shape as long as I can. I'm 50. I'm almost 59. So, you know, I got to stay in shape for something. I'm not going to say what, but you know, whatever. Well, you know, we, we like to say that, um, we very much believe that, the, those of us that are here in this time are here for a purpose. Um, what a time to be alive, right? The greatest time on on earth right now. Is it? <laughs> you wouldn't believe the things that are revealed to me. The, the fact that I come across the things I come across is pure serendipity mm -hmm. or grace of God. He picked one. Absolutely. The stuff Absolutely. that I found that no one in the world has found, I'm just a guy in a basement with a computer. You know. That's all it takes. I mean, three years ago, we we both got the same message at the same time to start the show. And we literally stuck a microphone on the side of a computer and started talking. And we didn't expect anyone to listen to us. Um, and and we don't I mean, we figured out a long time ago that we're we're just along for the ride. We're just doing what we're told, um, what God leads us to do. And uh and as long as we keep doing that, we're good. It's when we deviate from that, that, that we're in trouble. So, um, 
I mean, it's a roller coaster of a ride, but we're just staying on it and praying every day. So that's it. That's it. Either way. Church hey, thank you. Um, so again, back to your to your audience. Uh, if anybody out there is going ahead and 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 uh, collecting a video of their opinion about the uh, the vaccines and their their recommendation that uh, uh, vaccine, I mean Pfizer employees uh, either become whistleblowers or leave their company, uh, it'd be great if you sent those in. We need some examples so we can give them to to other people that uh, so they feel you know they got some 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 you know a lot of people. Don't like to to uh, be uh, break into the forest first, but as soon as they see other people doing it, they they'll follow. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, gentlemen, we will see you. Uh, Glenn, we'll see you on Monday. John, I don't know if you're going to join us on Monday. You're more than welcome. I know uh, Glenn's bringing a, a quite a, a smattering of, of other so, folks. Yeah. So. so it'll be fun. Hey, thanks, for, thanks for giving me a voice tonight. Really appreciate it. Thank no problem, you. sir. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's fantastic. We'd love so, to have you back too. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. I've done 30 of these things. <laughs> All right. Just type my name into Rumble. Just type John Bodwin into the Rumble search bar. You don't have to put the senior. There you go. And you'll see like 30 videos come up. All right. Excellent. Fantastic. All right. All right, gentlemen. Well, well we thank you get, very much for your time. We do have to get out of here. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming by, and we, uh, we'll we see you again Monday, Glenn. And, and, uh, and everybody, enjoy the rest of Good Friday and all of the Holy Weekend. Yes. yes. Happy Easter, gentlemen. Yes. Happy Easter. Happy uh, Easter. And uh, for the rest of you guys, we will talk to you later. We will see you back here Monday, or I'm sorry. Well, we'll hold on. She'll be back tomorrow. I'll be in tomorrow at four o'clock um, for Freedom Gardens, uh, talking about electroculture. If you guys aren't familiar with electroculture gardening, yeah. it, it's kind of insane and it's been blowing me away and my plants are growing like i have a six foot tall asparagus plant right now not even kidding that's right next to an electroculture antenna it's crazy so i'm gonna be going over that tomorrow um we're not doing a show on sunday for easter although i have been considering streaming the chosen that series i know you are you, uh, are you gonna be allowed to that is the yeah because it's free okay on their app so it shouldn't be an issue. So I, I, I might stream the first season of The Chosen on Sunday right. or we'll stream it the way through. But we'll we'll see how it goes because um, we're not going to be here for a lot of the day. So obviously. Yeah. Anyway. So. Um, so, yeah. So we'll be back tomorrow at four o'clock for Freedom Gardens and then back on Monday, Monday, 545 for the show, for the show yeah. uh, or for Leanna's Lounge, well. 6 yeah. p.m. for the show. You got so until uh, then, fuckers, we'll see you guys later for the mic and be Lynn. And uh, the gentlemen that are with us, have a great night, guys. We will see you on uh, back on Monday. Yeah. All right. Have a great night. All right. Thanks for Good watching, y'all.
bears and alligators. But once you get to the gate, you can't depend on your waiters. Cause you'll be over-gutated from talking growing tomatoes. Yeah. Feeding the worms, I fish with later. I'll have a fish stick plate over a six-foot grave. Before I take a knee as our anthem plays. My hands on my heart, I stand on what I say. And my second amendment handles what I can. I ain't trying to be Billy Badass or talk shit. I'm just saying, there's the line. Don't cross it. I got a red rider gun when I was three, so I don't run or hide from anything. Bitch, I'm a red, white, and blue collar boy from the south. south. Hey, you can fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom. Fuck a welfare, now I don't need them. Shotgun race from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. So come around here, son, running your Strapped up in a whitey, I can show you if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can beat it. F-A-F-O, I teach you how this game go. Different joints, same smoke. Wake up, wear the same clothes. Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash. Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class. Got the music way up loud with a cigar in my mouth. Fuck around and come find out how we do it in the South. Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth. I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud. I'm a son of the dirty south with a truck seat eye and he straight pipes loud. This land, land of freedom, double barrels in case we need. Man up, we'll sit your ass down. We done talking, fuck around and find out. I love my 